When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Wiley Willis from Chicago, Illinois, with my coffee brew crew. Introduce yourself, fellows. I'm Mick Cox, all the way from Parkersburg, West Virginia. <laughs> Question Steven Scoba. Steven Scoba from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> this month on season three, episode eight, we have the new and the mighty moral law on yes. the chat. They are a vegan straight edge band on New Age Records. But before we talked about anything, we talked about hockey. Go Avs! We probably could have talked about hockey all night, honestly, don't you think, Mick? Yes, we could have. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> hockey talk in this one. So, <laughs> But unfortunately, Steven couldn't join us because he was on a, a work journey. Oh, yes. <laughs> what were you doing uh, I was, on your work uh, journey? Helping out in another state doing some uh, audit stuff so yeah so lots of oh, fun stuff <laughs> i have a i have a question steven yeah like you you sent it like we should just totally like accept this but you sent in in the group text that you you were gonna fly on your boss's private jet yes dude <laughs> so did when you got happen? did you yes Yep. So when yes. when you got on the plane, yes. did you say that you were the jet flying, wheeling, dealing, <laughs> just killing, son of a gun? Did pretty that much, happen yeah. at all? Yeah. Okay. I, was, just I played it. I played it pretty cool. I, you know, like it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been on a jet, I've totally been on a jet before. Yeah. I've totally yeah. been on a jet before. This isn't new. I'm like, I'm like, we're there already. That was quick. <laughs> totally been on a jet. I promise. Yeah, I, I am. I am bummed that I missed the, the conversation. I'm, I'm sure they were. Um, flying pretty high from the the, the stanley cup so I'm, i bet you guys had fun yeah well dude the last time doing a band chat and i had to go look this up by the way and it took me a minute but the last time i did a band chat with y'all was actually i don't think i've ever done a band chat with steven yet not yet no 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 but the last time i did it was season two episode nine with bitter truth september oh, september Damn. 2021 so that wow. means almost a year, one month short of a year. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. That is crazy. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude, crazy. Steven, talk about yes. our album reviews. Uh, we have some pretty amazing albums coming up. I don't want to 
give you the the names of them yet, but we we kind of covered a whole bunch of different types of hardcore for sure. Um, Wiley loved all three albums, and uh, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna get into that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we have, we have some great stuff, all brand new stuff from 2022. So um, yeah, we're gonna drop it for you in a little bit. Well, I also well we also have a now before song that is featuring first only on this podcast called anger and acceptance and now before is giving us a blurb about the release this track is exclusive to the coffee and hardcore podcast and i honestly feel very honored about that thank you guys really yeah, appreciate that's pretty that. cool really cool. but mick talk about our uh, our budget coffee yeah we we got into the budget coffee and we had a little mix up with me trying to join in so that's going to be hilarious when you finally do that uh but we also have a special guest involved in that i don't want to give that away either because it's it's a he's special right and we and he's from the finger lakes Uh oh and and we like him but (laughs) i know his internet didn't drop out this time his internet didn't drop out so yeah we, we do have a special guest on that as well and 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 i'm hopefully like some folks will be like oh yeah i can i can enjoy some budget coffee too so yeah right it's not yeah it, it just totally says that we're not coffee snobs we, right. we enjoy all types of coffee that's that's true that it is. is true <laughs> I, yo and i also have the privilege and pleasure of chatting with co-owner grant of bucket of blood from chicago illinois that was a blast it's seriously Bucket of Blood is my all-time favorite record shop. Uh, they even supplied me with my Guilty Pleasure record, the new Interrupters record, In the Wild. Nice. Like, that thing's just so poppy. I hate to admit that I love it, but I love it! <laughs> um, but, dude, I had, like, insane ADD, ADHD reaction to... He brings me in this back room to do the chat that I've never seen before. And it's crazy. It looks like Uncle Fester's palace, like laundry room or something insane. Like it's got a coffin in there. It's got like these red velvet drapes and this crazy couch. And dude, like I felt so bad because I'm just like looking everywhere. And he's like, you ready to do this episode? I'm like, I think so. I can't pay attention. (laughs) I can't do it. It's like going into like, a music store. I don't know how Mick can work at a music store. I couldn't like. I'll go in the drum section and just lose my mind. I wouldn't be able to focus. Yeah, you'd be one of those kids I'd want to kick out. Right. No, see, I don't go and I don't go and play the drums because oh. I know how irritating that is to everyone yes. else that's there. But I go in and look at everything, like all the percussion stuff. I'll look at. I won't shake it and stuff like that because, dude, trust me, I know that that's super annoying because I've been in so many bands with people that work at at music shops and they're like don't do this yeah. it's annoying <laughs> yo can i talk about something that i thought was crazy about the choke episode definitely sure why not <laughs> do you know Before where this is to going the table, i i don't know where this is going so okay okay so here we go i was listening to that choke episode and i thought it was great you guys <laughs> my voice went up so you know something's happening yeah. <laughs> i so I was like, man, how many times did Steven say the word right? <laughs> I listened to that episode. Like, you you sent it to me beforehand. Like, you sent everything, you know, right, for right. us to both listen to and approve it and see if it needs any edits. And then I listened to it when it dropped. And I was like, is this real life? Like, 
<laughs> How many times is he saying right? So I busted out a piece of paper while I was working. Oh my god! And I and I <laughs> did little tally marks. I brought it with me everywhere. You ready for this? You want to know how many times Steven said right? Right? Two. Two. 121 <laughs> times! How many Nick times did I say right? 50. 50. <laughs> for a grand total of 171 rights. And the weird thing is, is most of mix came towards the end. You only had like 20-ish until the very end. And then Steven like started rubbing off on you and you're like, right? Right. 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 Left. But, Left. But I, but I also want you guys to know that I'm seriously just busting balls. I really don't care. I just found that it was super hilarious. And I really do appreciate you two guys. Um, I do. I really do. I appreciate it. Um, I don't want you, you to think. I don't want you to I think. appreciate you so much. <laughs> no, I don't want you to think I'm like, honestly, like serious about it. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Come on, you know I'm you know I'm just busting balls, right? No. Killer. Killer. You, know I'm just, you know I'm just poking holes in soccer balls and footballs and basketballs. Oh uh, no. I thought I'm it was just... hilarious. I love it. Right? Yeah, for sure. Right, uh, right. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can beat that up too. Just say no. Hey, Death. can I talk awesome. about up the pups too for a minute? Can I I guess self, good self, God. Selfishly. <laughs> The next, the next episode. How many times did Wiley talk about up the pups too? <laughs> no, go for it, dude. Because this is a pretty awesome thing. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for it, actually. So I want to say, Jeff Holtgren is awesome for dealing with my ADD ass, and he has been the backbone. Him and Zach have been the backbones of this release. Um, Zach did all the mastering together. He helped with a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But Jeff is the, the all-star in this, Jeff Holtgren from A Way of Life Design. He, first off, he's working, you know, with me and I'm not easy to work with. And we're doing two shirt designs, two hoodie designs, the comp, a poster. It's, it's legit. He's legit. He's making this so awesome. I sent it to you guys earlier today. Yes. Um, I dig it a whole lot. So. Yeah. Official pre-order and digital comp release finally has a date, Friday, September 30th. Um, the digital is going to drop. The pre-order is going to drop. All of the money that we make from this is going to raise money for Up the Pups. Uh, all funds go to the no-kill shelter called For Our Friends Rescue Group in New York. And we have been working our butts off on this for like, I think the last year. Yeah. Oh, I think longer than a year, dude. Yeah, maybe. The last one we did was 2018. So every yeah. four years is good for me. Because <laughs> a lot of behind the scenes work goes into this. Um, a lot of having to deal with me goes into this, which is probably the worst part. <laughs> but I appreciate you guys. And every time I send you stuff to look at and to spell check and to get your opinion you've always given your honest opinion and you've always helped me so i appreciate that wow. definitely because this is an official coffee yeah. and hardcore release it yeah, is it's great yeah. it's great stuff hey speaking of great stuff let's get into this episode <laughs> 
Hello, this is Roger Moret from Agnostic Front, and you're listening to the Coffee and Hardcore Podcast. They have band chats, album reviews, and coffee reviews. Let's get it started. This is Wiley, and I got my co-host right here. What's your name? My name's Mick. What are you keeping? You forgot my name already? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I haven't done one of these with you for like a whole year. So, you know, I, know. Yeah, I forgot your name. It's been a while. I forgot your name. <laughs> but uh, I, I would like to welcome Alex and Ed. The, that's who's on, correct? What up? That's yeah. correct. Hey, to, the, to, the, uh, to the Coffee and Hardcore podcast. And, and you guys are from Denver, Colorado. You're a vegan, straight-edge, hardcore band called Moral Law. On New Age Records. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, Welcome. You got it. That's Thank right. You. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, but so before, far, so good. Before we talk any hardcore, any straight edge, any vegan, let's chat about the most important thing, hockey. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So, so the freaking Colorado Avalanche winning this year's cup. I reached out to you earlier today. And I sent you a photo of my son and I, you know, with the, with the Stanley Cup, uh, with the puck from the Stanley cup that we ordered, because that was the first Stanley cup that he was alive for. So that's that's crazy. That's that's always going to mean something to me, by the way. So, but uh, bring me into your hockey fan world. What were you guys thinking and and doing when that, when that happened, when that history was being made? (laughs) Um, Go for it, Ed. Uh, So um, the crazy thing is, is like uh, during all the Stanley cup finals, I, I go to school right now. Uh, the campus was hosting hosting watch parties. Uh, nice. The funny thing is, is like uh, the campus is literally a stone's throw away from Ballerina. Forgive me if I say Pepsi Pepsi Center because it was Pepsi Center for like the past few years, and that's okay, where no I I knew Avalanche for uh, most of my life. Uh, but yeah, it was it was crazy. You know this uh, this season. Uh, I went to about. 20 22 games i used to be a season ticket holder oh no way uh, yeah i mean it's it's crazy like i was able to just you know like i would finish with class and i'd go like all right well i'm gonna go see a game and i'd walk over and everyone would be looking at me i just like leave because i go to school for engineering so like everyone's like oh what are you doing i just hop to my car grab a jersey out walk over and just go watch a game a lot nice. of times i was able to see it with like uh xavier who's not on the podcast but he's also he lives with us alex uh myself and xavier we all live together so it's a kind of a cool situation but uh during all the watch parties i mean like you know we're there as much as we can and xavier and i along with a few other friends we were able to uh i mean alex was there too all of us we were there watching inside ball arena abs win as like the final it was so you know, cool four minutes go down everyone's screaming and it was wow like, it was yeah like, i mean in my in my and like last last year this year probably past three years as just watching that as a hockey fan or even the past five years it's just like you see that and you're like this is something i gotta see barely as a kid because i'm uh 
you know, I'm 31. I was 10 when they won uh, 2001. Yeah, I was going to say you weren't. Even, you guys weren't alive when they when the whole Red Wings thing went down in the 95, 96. Not uh, 95, 96. I mean, you know, you hear stories about it. Yeah. Um, I, I watched I re- it on TV. I mean, I, I uh, <laughs> uh, I'm old though. Know, it's just like you know, like I was aware of them since like 98. You know, and yeah. I didn't know the whole Red Wings thing until someone finally explained to me later as yeah. someone that understood, oh, here's here's the consequences of actions, so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, Aaron McCarty. So. Did you guys watch that? Uh, did you guys watch that ESPN documentary? I uh, I've, just I've waited. Out? I've ju- I've waited to uh, watch it just because I want to fully immerse myself in it. It's so uh, good. I'm on my so second I'm... time around. Okay, cool. I, I'm yeah. excited to watch it. <laughs> yeah I, I was a, i grew up in michigan so i was a huge red wings fan so oh, okay i was lucky okay. enough in the 90s you know 95 what i was six, fifteen, sixteen. 15 16 so that was like my hockey glory yeah i mean as a it, kid it, it's crazy to see to hear people talk about that now and you know like i have you know i have friends dads that have been season ticket holders since they make they came to colorado uh since you know and I've had friends or I have lots of friends that are like, you know, they've been, it's like a, it's a hometown team, but it's, it's something different where no matter where I go, I can, I can talk to someone about it and they fully understand how, how awesome it is to hear this and have it for us, you know, just a small market team. Yeah. Just it happening, right. So, cause Ed yeah. was the like big, um, I honestly, I was never like huge into hockey at all until this season came around. I was like, okay, the avalanche are from here. Hell yeah. Let's do this. And uh, Ed and Xavier were the ones who were super stoked. And I remember they uh, brought me to a game and every game they brought me to, we lost. So I stopped going to the games. I was and then like, you I'm, started the, winning? I'm the bad luck charm. And then every time I didn't go to the games, we would win. So I was That's just amazing. like, okay, so I'll, I'll stick it. I'll stick around. And yeah, I ended up, uh, but I was there for the watch party, and we won that one. So the curse was lifted, and <laughs> yes, it was it was good to finally uh, feel safe watching the Avs win. <laughs> yeah, I think all three of us, myself, Mick, and Steven, our other host who couldn't make it, I think we were all rooting for the Avs, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They were making fun of me because there for a while I was kind of cheering for the Flames just because uh, right, I'm, I'm a Ducks, I'm a Ducks fan, and then the Ducks didn't go anywhere, and so. I well, the Ducks the... disassembled their whole team. Yeah, well, I, I know, mean. I know, I know. <laughs> and then sad. their captain retired. Yeah, it, it, you know, just a big F for the Ducks organization. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, it, it's good for them because you know they have Zegras, and he's doing crazy shit oh, right now. Yeah. And he's so you know, good. he's so good. Uh, I mean, they also have Troy Terry. He's a Denver boy, so it's like one of those. It's it's weird because it's like you you'll see people like, uh, like my era of of people that I know are the sons and daughter or children of these professional hockey players. Yeah. And, you know, playing junior hockey, you see them and you're just like, you know, at me as a little kid, I, I, you know, like, you know, see Joe Sackick's son and you just go, Oh yeah. 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 You, you, I'm there. I'm just like, hi, Joe. Uh, how's it going? Um, uh, you're, you're a big inspiration. Uh, and you know, it's like the thing where it's like, you know, they, they want you to go like, yo, you're here to fucking play hockey, play hockey. And you know, we're just like, uh, but, uh, Adam Foote's over there and Rob Blake's over there. And I just want to go say hi to him. And it's just like, you know, it's like, you, 
you know, it's like the thing where it's like, you know, you, you get humbled really quick where they're really nice people, but they're also like, yeah, fuck off. Like my kid's trying to play hockey right now. I don't want to talk to you right now, you know? Yeah. So isn't, but, is Joe Sackett the general manager, but now president or something like that? Right? Uh, he- head of hockey operations. Yeah. He got promoted. Oh, head of ho- that's what he got promoted to is head of hockey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, uh, it's crazy. You know, they, we have it, we have new GM right now. Um, his son um, is like one of the scouts. So it, it, it's crazy to see like how ingrained a lot of these people are within like the hockey organization going forward, you know? Um, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, you, there's just so many people that, that I know that were a part of the avalanche for so long and you see them and you talk to them and you just hear like these crazy stories about how nice these people are. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, there's like other players I I've seen and heard stories about. And it's like, oh, these people are assholes, but it's it's weird how like with everything, it's just like the Abs organization itself is like a big family, and I think that's why this year was very special to yeah. to kind of have that have that whole thing go through. And you know, it's like it's been know, twenty like years also, or twenty one, yeah, right? right? Yeah, 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 twenty one years. Uh, yeah. and, and it's even crazier. It's like you know, I I went to. Uh, two of the Predators versus Avalanche games, uh, two of the four of the sweep. And, you know, the whole time people are just booing Matt Duchesne. And it's still just like, what is it? Six, seven years later, people are still. Yeah. Well, they're hockey that. fans, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hockey fans don't forget. Don't forget. Nope. Nope. As you know. Did the Avalanche, were they constructed as a team in the 90s? Is that when they came in? Uh, so, I mean, they, they were the Nordiques beforehand, uh, uh which it, it's, that's always another thing too, cause I have friends in Canada too, and they'll talk to me about it. Uh, you know, Quebec, Quebec city still wants a team. And all last year they're pushing for the coyotes to go back up there, um, mm. uh, just because of like everything that was going on. But, you know, it's still like one of those things where it's, uh, you know, it was like everything that was in place for like the 95, 96 season going forward. But, you know, uh, there's still was that their first, now. Was that their first season as, yeah, a, as, as a team? As a Colorado Avalanche. Oh, so Patrick uh, Waugh was that he was there from the beginning then. So he yeah, came he from the Canadians. The Canadians and then that yeah. big bombshell trade for everything else like that. I mean, there's, there's still people I talk to about like the Lindros trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, about how that affected everybody and you get Peter Forsberg into the mix and everyone into that and it's just like it, it's crazy because it's like there's people that'll like come up to me and they'll be like uh they'll be denying the Nordiques impact on it but it's just like no it's just kind of like a perfect catalyst like you know Colorado got such a great team because of how shitty everything came into it like why ended up becoming the goaltender for that how Joe mm-hmm. ended up staying how, you know, you know, all these players ended up staying. And it's just like, it's crazy to always talk to people about that because like you still see it going forward and there's still people that are here now still talking about that 95, 96 team. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's still like, you know, I, I, like I said, my friend's dad was just like, uh, before uh, the Avs stopped playing in McNichols arena, and started playing in a Pepsi Center. He he was like one of those things where it's like I had the seat for so many years, 
he ended up like cutting a piece of that seat off and he has it in his man room you know man that's man. awesome yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's stuff like that where it's just like it's, it's so crazy but i mean you know thanks to gary bettman and letting uh <laughs> letting colorado have this great team you know <laughs> yeah man uh, congratulations by the way that's huge oh. for colorado i mean when i found great. when i found out you guys were from denver i was very excited right away i was like i hope they i was like i hope they like hockey <laughs> I mean, oh yeah i mean we were on tour like throughout the like a good section of the playoffs and um we like i don't know what show was it we were in we played a show in new mexico and like they had this whole like um basically like you choose like whatever image you want as like a backdrop it was a interesting it was a good show and we had like the abs logo as like our entire backdrop like pretty much <laughs> nice, any chance nice. we got on that tour yeah i mean i mean every show i mean like it sucks because uh i mean if, if you're if you're hearing this now it's like uh this is the news just broke uh cadre got traded to uh the flames good for him like i, I was wearing my cadre jersey all tour long and so many people were just like oh that guy's a fucking asshole but i'm like you know what he's our fucking asshole you know yeah it, but yeah. it's 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 you know it's stuff like that where it's like every time they were playing i would just sneak away and just have it the stream on and i'd be watching mm-hmm. it and people would look over <laughs> and they're like they're like oh a band's playing right now and i'm like that's great my yeah. team's in the playoff right now <laughs> I, I, can't believe you, I can't believe you went and played shows <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, if the red wings were uh doing that well i'd probably stop i call into work every day i would you know oh, man. <laughs> was, uh, believe believe me i'm glad you know every time we played it was like at the end of the game so mm-hmm. i would fully be like okay cool this is great like i don't have to worry about what the fuck's going on uh game game's already over i know we won or i know we lost or something like that i mean i'd be bummed if we're lost but you know that's energy yeah that's, there is so much stress over. though watching a game especially if your team's in it you know like yeah mm-hmm. i would i don't even like like the colorado avalanche but i do if that makes sense like that was the team that i was rooting for after all the other teams that i liked got yeah. kicked out but like they're yeah. not my team is what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah. i wanted them to win and i was sweating through this whole thing <laughs> I, mean, I mean but but that's like the magic magic of it it's just like i had you know people i haven't talked to from like uh touring so many years ago and you know they're like you know you you become like these people that you know you see like a familiar face on like instagram or facebook and they reach yeah. out to me and they're like hey congratulations on the avalanche winning and i'm just like holy <laughs> shit all right cool i haven't we talked to you it. for five <laughs> yeah. years but Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate you. You know, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. But Hey, we should probably get into uh hardcore now. <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Mick, why don't you get us started with this hardcore here? What? You're th- I thought you had, <laughs> sorry. Like I, I, I got you, questions. I, I just, I know, but I, you I, had a, you had a big question. I was, I was, I thought you were going to throw that one down first. So well, I'm sorry. I just feel like I'm like bogarting the conversation here because I haven't done one in so long. Oh, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. Well, um, I'll say that. How about this? I'll say this. Guys, we're, we're, we're super excited to have you on because every one of us on the podcast is absolutely, absolutely in love with your last record. We dig it. And I, I, we're not blowing smoke either. Like, <laughs> thank when, you. Thank when you. I, when, I, when I heard this, I was like, I got to go buy everything. I got it. like, it's just it was just so good so yeah i i we're we were pretty stoked to to one hear it and listen to it and then we we're like 
wonder if we could get them to come on. And then next thing you know, hey, Wiley, get them on. And like, Wiley got you guys. So it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. No, we're stoked to be here on this. Yeah. And thank you for that. No, we're really stoked how it came out and stoked that you guys are <laughs> about it too. It was definitely a, a fun record to write, put out, but like, and then being able to tour uh, out to the West coast on it and like, actually like see some of the faces, like, you know, like actually meet with like Mike from new age and actually be like, Oh, Hey, you put out a record. <laughs> What's up? I'm Alex. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah right. It was really cool just to like make our way out there. And then like, you know, meeting a bunch of other people, like whether it be on person or online, like you guys too, you know, and just like uh, talking about that, whether it be like via music or like plans and like the label itself, you know, we we're very stoked for all of it. Well, that's actually a question I had is how did that end up happening for you guys? Like, I think new age is the perfect label for you. And how did that, how did that fall together? Um, I think, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we were excited to be on new age. Um, like, I mean, all like the early stuff, like trial and broken and like turning point was just like huge, um, for me personally. And, uh, I know everybody else in the band and all the early straight edge catalog. Um, I think it mostly came about because what fest, no, we had just, um, we'd been close to, um, I believe, life force um and some of the pre-existing um new age bands and we had been in touch with uh, mike through them essentially and he was like we had just put out that like um two song split with the uh, ritual of decay from uh phoenix um and basically mike reached out to us and was like what do you guys have planned and fortunately enough we were like yeah we have like eight songs written we're just trying to write it we're just trying to put out a record he was like that's it's exactly what I wanted to hear. So we're like, all right, let's do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It was um, it was the hardcore equivalent of a, a you up text, and it worked <laughs> out well where it, everything aligned up perfectly, where we were just like, uh I, I mean, to to preface this, like us talking as a band, we were we were actually gonna potentially put out the LPL on a label that will not be mentioned. Um, but it just, it just didn't like, everything was like weird about like, with like contracts and everything, given that like we, I mean, it, it in essence, like hardcore punk, it's just like, it, it's kind of like a, a, a spoken upon agreement where it's like, well, we don't need to get pen and paper into this for like the most part, especially since we're such a young band. Like, I don't want to be like held in such imperpetuity or everything else like that. It's just like, it's kind of more of like, Hey, like you scratch our backs we'll go out on tour, we'll sell your stuff, we'll promote your stuff, and we'll do that, but it ended up, like, yeah, just contacting Mike at New Age, and it just really worked out, where he was excited on us, and we were excited for him, and everything that the label was doing, because, you know, New yeah. Age is such a great, active record label, yeah. and that's, like, something that we really wanted, was someone that was, like, excited about what we were doing. Yeah. Um, so it just worked Who, out. Well, you said Life Force. Who do you guys know in Life Force? Flint? Is that? Yeah. 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 Um, That's cool. And then it was cool, too, because, like, um, we brought, um, well, No Other Weight came out from Richmond, um, and they're another, like, new new addition to New Age as well. Um, and so we did the tour with them. So it was, like, this big, like, I don't know, two vegan straight edge bands touring again. We were playing with, uh, like, I don't know, like, like your, I know you've got your Godhead shirt on. Like, when we played with them in program, it, uh it was just really cool to like see all these um, different aspects of like people we knew online via hardcore and 
getting to see all the bands, getting to like meet all these people that we had like uh, always had like a uh, high respect for, especially with new age, you know, we were stoked to be a part of it and everything. Yeah. It's a great label. I think it's a fitting label. Like, uh, so Mick and I are in a straight edge project with one of the guitar players from Vanguard and life force. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing, like when I first heard your record, I was like, wait a minute. Vanguard has an intro like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I know. Totally. I remember we were recording that. And then that, uh, I think Vanguard had just recently put that out or it was some, it was like a super similar like timeline. And I was yeah. like, Oh shit. <laughs> but I was like, all right. <laughs> I yeah. Was like, well, yeah. here we go. We just got to lean into it at this point. <laughs> we, we actually had two friends, Mick and I's friends bands. What, what was it? Uh, Disappear. And what was the other band with the ship on it? Uh, tuning. Tuning. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The, like, their artwork was like almost exactly the same, but they were both awesome. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. I, I know what one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and the disappear. Uh, Mark was like, "I swear, we had this. We've had this done for like a year and a half. We didn't copy it." <laughs> <laughs> so that's just always like when someone drops something first before you do, and it's it's been in the works for so long. I know you're always like, "Oh man!" <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, here we go." <laughs> yeah, for sure. For All right, sure. So you brought you brought up Unbroken. I want to know what what's their best album. Ooh. Oh. I don't know. I'm now, now you got me. Uh, now you got me looking through all their catalog. Honestly, uh, you gonna pull out the record? No, I'm. I know. I'm looking through it. I don't know. I'd say I still hold um, life, love, regret. Probably. I. I, I gotta say. Um, yeah, yeah. I think everyone would. I know, right? Listen. I know. It's like it's a, it's it's hard not to choose that one. I, I mean, I have a few of like the seven inches that came out like in promotion of that with like absentee debate as well. And yes. um, I don't know. It was cool because we also went down um, on that tour and we were playing Shea Cafe in San Diego and talking to people who were like, "Oh yeah, Unbroken played here with like 400 kids like on the roof of the Shea, just like the building was about to cave in." I was like, "Damn, this is so cool." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Unbroken has always been like one of my favorite favorite bands. Life of Regret has been like one of the, the most inspiring, life changing albums for me. Like that completely rocked. Uh, four kids from West Virginia going out to uh, California for the first time and playing shows, and then running into people like from New Age, and then running into the guys from Unbroken. We were like, "What?" Like <laughs> Life awesome. of Regret. Life of Regret was huge for us. It, it completely changed. Like the whole out out like how we sounded and everything so yeah that that well, album was huge if you guys don't know mick was in uh, a little band called zeo back in the day yes yes it, it was oh i'm uh, familiar <laughs> that is awesome i mean um <laughs> what did i now you got me thinking about zeo too because oh what was that um sorry Oh, no, you're right fine. Now. My train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I remember oh, good. I first heard Zayo um, with maybe like, I remember I had a few friends like posting like uh, older, like 90s, like metalcore kind of thing. And I was like, um, just beginning to get into it in that sense. You know, I'd been a lot into like, um, I don't know, Day of Suffering and all that kind of stuff. And basically somebody passed it along to me. It was like, you would probably enjoy this. And, um, 
where blood and fire was the definitely the record that i was like okay i it, it clicks it makes sense now you know what i mean i was just like okay i can really get into this that was definitely the one for me or, personally or blood and Not fire to, bring rest yeah. yeah. Mick, was that the first one you weren't on, but you still helped write yeah, some songs for it? Yeah, that's the first one I weren't on. And, and honestly, that Life, Love, Regret album and then uh, Destroy, the Mach- uh, Destroy the Machines, uh, Earth Crisis, that was, those were the albums that got us to when Blood and Fire Bring Rest. So by the time I was gone, those were the albums we were like digging into so much that brought that whole sound. So, yeah, that that's just crazy. Like, that's cool, Unbroken man. had that much power. <laughs> right yeah say it that way because we dude we would we would get like videotapes and like sit and watch them and be like just insane like their energy and everything so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they were good so anytime anybody brings up unbroken i get excited sorry <laughs> no you're good no you're good i mean we're always gonna talk about it. it was a common theme for the tour honestly in like the last while of talking about it and i guess it's like whenever i think of like new age that's uh automatically yeah. one of like the the pinnacle of the, the label you know being that right one of those bands so you guys are vegan straight edge bands so i'm guessing everyone in the band is vegan and straight edge yes <laughs> yes <laughs> but that seems really hard to find great musicians that are both at least in my search um <laughs> how did this how did this come about are you all friends how did you guys meet how did this happen i need to know <laughs> um that's that no that's a good question i mean um so me Shane and Xavier. Xavier's drummer. Uh, Shane is the guitarist. Um, originally started messing around with this prior, like a year before we put out our like first like demo. Um, and yeah, like you said, finding well that was 2019. Were, was was that your demo or that was your EP? Uh, yeah, Five like the de- yeah EP? yeah right there. So we started like a, a little bit before that of just like workshopping stuff. Basically, like we had talked about wanting to do a vegan straight edge band, and we're like cool i mean there's like five people in denver that we know of that are vegan straight edge, like entirely like they were like people didn't <laughs> so know how to play the, the instruments well the thing was <laughs> that we we had a few like member changes along the way because yeah we were like everybody has to be vegan straight edge like there was no compromising on that there was no um like half-assing it essentially and then eventually yeah i mean i met ed through i think i yeah i bought that mesa guitar cab off of him and i was like wait are you are you I don't remember how it got brought up. It was either a band shirt or a record or something. I was like, are you vegan straight edge? And he was like, yeah. And Ed was just moving down to Denver from Wyoming. And I was like, okay, we kind of need a basis. So you down, you know, I was like, I was like, what? I mean, we're, there's not too many people, you know what I mean? And like, of yeah, course, the lineup we've got, like we were, yeah. we're happy with like, um, not only like, the songs themselves uh the music themselves but yeah like finding people who are down for it both like with the message uh the lifestyle the ideas and everything but also being able to play you know what i mean it's definitely like this trifecta i mean it was it was also like a a, an easy fit where um like when i came down they they asked me it's like hey i mean they kind of approached it in in a way they're like hey can you like would you be interested? Would you be doing this? And, you know, for me, I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like I'll, I'll just do it. Sure. Like I, I have nothing else really going on right now. I just moved down. Like, why not? I have like, you know, I have a bunch of gear, you know, I I played in bands before and it, it was just kind of like a weird serendipitous thing where it's like, they, they asked me to play. And I think 
the funny thing that I remember was Alex, Xavier, and Shane were all super stoked that I could actually play my instrument. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know... You know, for the two tenths of the band, you have to be vegan and straight edge. But the third, yeah. but but wait, can imp- you play? We don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. they're just yeah. like it's well, literally like that. <laughs> so you know, it's just like they're, you know, they were more excited that I actually had my own stuff, and I was like, yeah, okay, I can learn a riff. It's not a problem. Yeah, just show me. Okay, we'll figure this out. And they were just excited on the fact that <laughs> I could actually hold the instrument and play it and i was just like this isn't what this is the bare minimum okay perfect yeah 100 percent. this is it like <laughs> I, yeah, I guess i'll join sure right yeah <laughs> i mean because before that we had like the bases beforehand i literally was teaching them how to play bass to play in the band because i was like i was like well shit you gotta do what you gotta do i suppose and then ed came <laughs> along i was like uh-huh uh-huh this, yeah this is, this is a lot better right off the bat like it was like yeah like you said the easiest like th- thing to impress us with we were like oh my god this is amazing he can play <laughs> yeah I, it was like after that first jam i you know you know it became serious when they're like okay now you're added to the group chat and i'm like oh, yeah then it gets uh-huh. then now it's real yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like it's like Facebook official. It's just more of like band yes. band official, where it's like you're you're part of the group chat now. Now you get to see all the out. memes. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> more more yeah. band more band memes than actual band talk. Right. 100%. Exactly that. <laughs> um, like um, we 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 oh you got you got something? Sorry. Oh, uh, and I was gonna say like uh you know uh we we we've had a couple guitarists come and go um uh who you probably see on the record versus who if anyone saw us on this last tour uh owen was a big part of like writing the record um but they ended up moving uh to the pacific northwest so luckily enough there was another uh another guitarist who was in a band with xavier a long time ago and uh, james ended up stepping up and you know he went on tour with us and as of right now, I think this is like the most like cohesive group that we're all yeah, sharing 100%. the same mindset. So it's, it's, we're really excited. Yeah, exactly that. Plus it wouldn't be a real hardcore band if you didn't have a lineup change after a record. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> or a member change, I should say. <laughs> Had to air the tradition, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but like, like we kind of, t- like I kind of said, like you, you had your self-titled five song EP in 2019. It looks like you did a two song split. Um, and now Looming End, that's 11 tracks, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's like, I, on, with honestly, the intro. I, whatever, yeah, the intro track. Yeah. I always am like, do I count that? Do I not? Like, it's like, yeah, yeah in yeah. typical, like, I would 90s, count like, it. metalcore style of just like, yeah, cool, here's our intro it. track, you know? Right. Samples galore and everything. <laughs> like, I know it came out in May, and I know you guys are going to be riding that success of that record for a while. Um, but what do you guys got? What do you got next? It, I mean, doesn't that? I know you probably don't have a new record in in mind, but like, what do you, what's what's on the table for Moral Law? Um, stuff that hasn't. Uh, what? So there's a lot of shows and like um, plans that we're making that haven't been announced quite yet. Um, we're heading out for um, an Edge Day show that is going to be announced here shortly. So hopefully it'll be announced by the time this actually like 
this episode with you guys comes out um and it'll make more sense but i guess time will tell on that one just um it's an edge day fest that um we're looking forward to other than that we're booking um a lot more like um touring for the next year um so starting in um like early of 2023 we're planning doing a east coast run and then um aiming for some overseas stuff in europe uh probably oh, cool ideally like midsummer yeah next year so it'll just be a lot of like logistics how do you get how do you that get together. that book does new age help you with that um i mean in some senses like it'll be like New Age makes it like 10 times easier in the sense of like, oh, do you know anyone in this city? Like even for like putting together this last like 10 show tour um, that we did, like having the resources of just being like, do you know somebody in this city that could help me out? You know what I mean? Like, yes, it was, yep. it's very uh, useful in every sense. And that's like kind of how it's been the whole way through too, you know, like Mike's just been like a really like good friend to us too about it, you know, like it's like stuff mm -hmm. that he wouldn't necessarily like have to do, but is like willing to like reach out and like do whatever sure. he can to help us essentially so it'll be like that i'm assuming i'll be texting him more than a handful of times being like hey who do you know in this city i need help yeah <laughs> uh, I, I will say though um the, the the crazy thing is is like uh alex uh, booked this entire last tour by himself uh oh wow really i i yeah so here's the thing like every show albeit arizona was booked by Alex and it was a great show. Uh, and this is like everyone, this is like our first West That's Coast That's a lot run. of work, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you thank should you. thank like, him. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I appreciate the shout out, Ed. No, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy because like I told him, it's like, if you need help, like, because, you know, like I, like I said, I was in bands before. It's like, I have friends, like I can figure out like uh, one of my other bands is like out in LA and I'm just like, yeah, like if you need help, like, I'll help you, but like, like I'm in school right now. So I'm just like, well, I'm not trying to fucking do that. So like, yeah. <laughs> um, just like you, you take care of it, but it's just like, it's stuff like I check in on Alex and be like, Oh, this date's booked. And I'm like, really? And you know, he'd be like, Oh, like I got it booked within a week. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like yeah. with everything that's going, with everything that's going, what, like, what do you mean? You, you just booked it right now like i don't understand like we ended up playing like great venues like every one of them was just like you know all ages uh uh, -huh. uh it's it's stuff where oh it's yeah like, you know, we so get you, a, we get you guys only sorry to interrupt but real quick uh on that do you guys only play all ages shows i think i mean i don't think we've ever played a show that hasn't been all ages i mean okay. it I, like honestly it was kind of by like accident i mean kinda? sure a little bit of like principle of like you know we're we're here to talk about like ideas and i mean like the people who are interested aren't gonna like i mean i got into this stuff when i was <laughs> underage so you know what i mean so yeah, it's like if we yeah, can yeah. talk to people and, who are yeah. like interested in any it might form, be weird but... it might be weird like talking about straight edge at a bar like kind of yeah stuff. i know <laughs> it, it, it's it's especially for this band i mean look at me that we were like offered some like 18 plus shows and i was like i don't want to play that just because it's like even growing up playing like diy spots or even booking DIY shows as a kid, it there's nothing more heartbreaking than you can't see a band that you really want to see because of the age barrier. Yeah. yeah. So so it, it's it's very fortunate that we were able to just play every all ages show or every show be all ages. I mean, you know, we played in a field, 
And oh yeah. Dude, oh dude. You can't put Boise, age restriction on bro. that. <laughs> dude, that was fucking insane. Speaking of like booking that tour, um, like honestly, uh, and I appreciate that too. Ed. like, I mean, it was, um, it was probably, I mean, like, like he said, we've all played in bands before and like, you know, your first tour as a band is always a gamble. You're like, all right, let's see how this goes. Like in a lot of levels, like, and to have like every show that we had go as well as they did, we were like extremely stoked. I was like, cause I think it was James. Um, it was his first like actual tour going out with the band as well as Shane. And I was like, just so you guys know, it never goes this well. Just like, so like, if you ever do another tour and it goes, and it, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, just like, was your, don't, don't was your record out already. Uh, it was point? out, it was out digitally. Yeah. And we had oh, like, okay. um, cassette and CD and then vinyl being delayed a bit. We got those a little bit later. So we're booking, um, like an actual like record release show, but yes, in Boise. Oh yeah. You got the undying rip right there. Showing yeah. <laughs> that one is so fun. I love that. We made, um, uh, uh, that design into a shirt too for that tour. It was really cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, Boise, we played in the middle of a field. Shout out Boise Hardcore, um, Witness Chamber. Uh, hopped on for a surprise set too. It was so cool. It was literally like, literally middle of nowhere. Like we got there and Shane was like, "Sorry, Shane, I don't mean to throw you under the bus." But he was like, "Yo, guys, I gotta go to the bathroom like so bad." And we're like, "Dude, there's like fields over there." <laughs> no, I see Ed laughing. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, there's a field over there. Don't worry about it." He was like, "No." no it was like like oh shit like literally there wasn't a building within like a 10 mile radius like not a single oh he had anything. to go to the bathroom yeah he had to go to the bathroom <laughs> so we were like so ed's like all right i'll take the van and like this is like in the middle of a field off a beaten path and like they go driving for like half an hour to an hour trying to find this oh, van of bathroom. No like way. we're like like we're like half an hour to an hour outside of the city like in the middle of nowhere it was insane wow. but it was such like a memorable show i remember we pulled up and we're like damn we really are just out here <laughs> in the middle of the fucking <laughs> plains desert yeah that's great I mean, though and it i mean just uh just really just really continuing like with everything like the plans going forward is how well it's like so many people listening to the record already and so many people reached out to us i feel like with every like shout out to everybody that's listened to the record it's yeah. been so easy for us to like book shows right now because it, it's so crazy like I, I've never been in a band that's just been so easy to do this for. So that's yeah, great. We're, we're we're excited and we're like stoked on the opportunity. You know, like it's like Denver's always been like this feeling of like you're kind of in you're an island. You know what I mean? Like we have the Springs, which is like an hour south, but like and obviously we share a lot of the same scene. But like the nearest city, other than that, is like I mean Salt Lake City is like eight hours, ten hours on a bad day away. You know what I mean? So like bands let alone coming through here or like being a band from here and having to like initially go get over that hurdle of like whether it be touring or like reaching out you know what i mean like making connections outside is definitely tricky and we've been like very fortunate in the opportunities that got um passed along to us so i mean yeah essentially that like huge shout out to everybody for uh giving us a listen and appreciating and uh yeah helping us in any way we have really needed because it's been great and we're excited to see where it goes too it's great. What would you guys uh, say is the very most important thing you want people to walk away with after hearing the looming end? Um, that is, that's a good question. I'd say, I don't know. There was like a lot of like ideas we kind of talked about in the record. Like each song had its own kind of like different, like take on like facets of like modern day, like 
oppression or like, a, you know, any inherent problem that we see um, day to day now, um, whether it be like some abstract idea or something more tangible, you know? Um, and I feel like similar to like what our message has always been is that whatever idea, ideology or um, uh, I guess like, what would the word be? Yeah, I guess whatever like you're really looking to support or finding yourself involved in. Um, I think that being apathetic to the world around you is the greatest disservice you could possibly do. I think that if anything, I want the record and us as a band essentially to just be like, it's okay to give a shit about the things around you and actually be passionate about something, you know? And for us, of course, that's veganism, that's straight edge, that's um, <laughs> uh, plenty of the ideas talked about on the record, you know? Like you can read through the lyrics and see exactly what we're trying to convey, whether it be by way of lyrics or just general theme, you know? But the idea that we don't want people just to like, give up on all these things you know what i mean um yeah essentially that is that how i would describe it in the best way i could it's a lot to it but we're very excited to like at least like have a team behind us like the band itself the label the people who are listening and being able to like push that message out you know i've always wanted to be in a band that i could like really express that you know like hardcore being like a discourse for ideas and stuff like that i didn't want just like another band that people were just like there to hear rather than like really something to take away from you know yeah it's great i love the message i think it's super powerful yeah no i i appreciate appreciate the record i love it like i said i just thank you i don't know if you listened to the to the review that we did but um definitely did yeah (laughs) yeah i just bought that tape because i was like oh i need some you know something cheap to to get free shipping or whatever and when i put it in i was like holy cow this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome seriously thank you though yeah i mean i'm glad um that so yeah the tape you have is with another city records too um, right so yep. he did like that limited like uh run of like 50 cassettes for those too so it was cool to have uh sean be a part of that as well so. yeah so how did you hook that up because yeah i want i i went there to get the prison suicide seven inch and the disappear record and i saw mm-hmm. this so how uh, so yeah because it's on New Age but I see on the back it says New Age Records and another city. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, we've known Sean for I don't know at least since like that split came out. Uh, I want to <laughs> say, um, like I mean, when we went and played Promcore, um, Sean came and stayed with us at our Airbnb and was at the festival hanging out with us too. And we were like, we wanted to have I don't know. He's always been like a great support to us as well as like another city, and we we're like. I don't know. It'd be cool to do some sort of like co-release of anything with him. You know what I mean? And even yeah. if it was like just having like an alternative artwork cassette tape that we put out with them, it was just but cool you, to like, you talked you know, to New Age it. about it though. And they were cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were cool oh, with yeah, it. Don't worry. Yeah. We didn't just pass them along. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just like, Oh, also I sent out this. Hope you're not mad. Anyways. Yeah. Can you help me with this show? You know, no, but <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, it, Mike was great uh, about it too. <laughs> I mean, for the other thing too, it was like another city was really excited. And if it wasn't, for new age to put out like our record it, we we would put it out with another city yeah for okay. sure um, for sure yeah but it, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like uh how everything worked out uh we kind of wanted to make sure every like you know for everyone that was excited about us we wanted to make sure it's like hey like if we can't do an lp release or i'll think something with you it's like we can totally work and see if we can do something and if it yeah. wasn't going to be the tape i mean i would have been fine with 
you know, recording a flexi or oh, I hate uh, flexis or just you know, just a, you know, a shirt or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. No, but yeah, the the idea stands of just like trying to do something with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so I, here's my question: like you guys, uh, the album cover and everything inside on the lyric sheet, you guys did a a it's your picture band picture with all the the yellow flowers and everything mm -hmm. like to me the contrast between the album the message the brutality that is this record and the and the consciousness behind it and then you get this beautiful picture like i don't know there's <laughs> there's something poetic about it i don't know if you meant it like that or you guys are just like shit this is a cool this is a cool pick <laughs> we're gonna use this one or or was there something behind it or what um that, that's a good question. I mean, honestly, that's like the first time we've really been asked about like the uh, different, like, yeah, like the picture versus the actual album artwork. Um, uh, so our friend Chris Carrera um, actually took that picture. Um, and I think, Ed, we took that picture for the album, right? It was like... So, so when, once we got signed to New Age, uh, we needed to have a new band photo yeah uh, okay. just because uh you know everyone went through the same shit uh with with the pandemic everyone was on lockdown everyone no one needs to hear about that but coming post uh post lockdown and everything was opening back up uh owen had joined the band and yeah. it previously before that i mean it was just like a few months and it was like that whole break in between we realized as moral law was like well the the images that you see on the internet right now it's like these are the these are people that were or this is all of us as a band like two years ago at this point. yeah essentially so uh, i guess yeah but, I mean, it was good motivation for us to just get new band promos and i i didn't yeah. realize it beyond the record to be honest with you i i just wanted a nice <laughs> photo uh for new age to go like hey look this is us all right cool all right <laughs> see you later you yeah think, you know <laughs> i mean we definitely like had the chance to like like we sent it out had the layout done and everything sent back to us and we had plenty of photos to like choose from but uh, yeah i don't know we definitely chose that one um it just kind of it fit in a weird way like you said like it was like yeah. it's it's like a juxtaposition to like the whole theme of the album and everything and then we're just there you know <laughs> i mean we're like <laughs> with the flowers behind us and it's like this like I don't know, kind of like the, for the rest of the album, uh, like just like super heavy on like that, like uh, gray, black, green um, and like uh, destructing, uh, destructive like environments around us. And then there's a picture of us with like sunflowers behind us. But right. it's not like but it's like it, it, it had that. It, I don't know, some certain element to it that it just kind of fit. And I, I don't know, I guess we were all down for it because we did go all through and approve it and we're like yeah that looks right <laughs> i mean Maybe, i loved it because of, to, to me it was like here's this here's this heavy heavy you know uh band bringing this message and there's there's it's heavy not only is the music heavy but the the tone and the lyrics and the message is heavy and then you flip over to the back and you see this picture of you guys hanging out with these yellow flowers everywhere and i'm like what a great contra contrast because like <laughs> even though the, the the message is so heavy there's like still this image and 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 behind it there's all this hope like like we're gonna we're getting somewhere and so you did that with the picture like like you said there's like this you know the name of your band and then underneath you got on the front cover you got this green looking gray wash 
building falling apart you know and then you listen to the record then you flip it over and here's you guys standing there with these yellow flowers i'm like oh so it like we're we're gonna get through this. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's we can, we can like, do it. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly that. It's like this uh, whole doom and gloom kind of thing. And then we're like right. on the other side, just like, hey, how's it going? You know, just yes. like after you listen to the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, I heard, I heard the end of that. I mean, I, I'm just more excited <laughs> that you know we had actually had nice photos of us where I, I hate whenever you see like an interview of a band and you see like they use like the band promos from like three, four years ago. Uh, like, and there's that different members. Even, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Like, this person isn't even in the band anymore. Like, like why the fuck are you using this photo? So like, that's- I don't have long hair anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So we always ask this question to all our guests and, uh, it, it, it's kind of become a running joke because most people will say, well, I don't really have one, but when it comes out, it's like, yeah, you do. So, yeah. You do. <laughs> okay. you do. You do. So you, so right. you don't even, you don't even have to give us the whole, yeah. you don't believe in them. You don't have one because we yeah. know, we know, we know. So okay. what is, so what is your, your guilty pleasure? Like movie TV show, or, or it can even be a band or a record. What is it? If people found out. Or nearly a book. I was or a book, book yes, a, yes, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, book. yeah, a book, at, a book, yeah. So uh, if you, uh, so if there's something you be, you'd like, be like, man, if people found out that moral law, like the guys from moral law, like this is what we watch or or, or what we listen to <laughs> for inspiration or uh, what we read, feed. like <laughs> what if is you're it? reading, if you're reading steamy uh, sex novels, <laughs> oh bro, yeah, I don't know yeah, what is happening. From the I've 80s, got, I've got some really, <laughs> some really bad tasted, like some like shit music. Yes, let's hear it. That's I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm just gonna lean into it. Yo, no lie, no lie. I still, still listen to the first two albums by Rascal Flats. Whoa! Not gonna lie, not gonna Whoa. lie, not that, gonna see, lie, dude. See, that is I the hottest dig, take. I can dig on some ni- I can dig on some '90s country like anybody else, but like Rascal Flats, wow! Oh, dude, they're uh, the thing is they're horrible. They're so bad. Like I listen to it and I'm like, yeah, I would never listen to this with anyone else because it's objectively bad. But the thing is, I was like, I grew up listening to it like yeah. back in my mom's car, so I'll be like, oh, this this sounds pretty good right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Ed. What do you got? What do you got? What's your guilty pleasure? I just uh, had to come right out of the gates with mine. That was great. That was a great one. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I, I won't lie, man. I was like, oh, should I just like try and avoid like the really bad one and like make something up? I was like, no, I need to be honest right now. <laughs> That's great. That makes me like you, your band even more now. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so here's the other thing. Like, right. I, like I listened to a lot of country growing up. I grew up in Wyoming, so it's like you know, you're it's it's hand in hand. But yes, uh, for sure. a lot of a lot of people know this about me. I listen to K-pop a lot. That's okay. true. Like a lot, a lot. Um, but that's not really guilty pleasure. It's, but that's the thing; it's not a guilty pleasure. But a lot of people are just like, "Oh, that's weird," right? And I'm just like, but then it's also like, um, you know, it's like I went went out to Vegas and saw BTS two nights in a row. And you know, it's just that's, like, I don't know, that's, yeah. Well, everyone's like, oh, how much you spent on tickets? And I'm like, do you really want to know? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like, that was like single handedly the most expensive viewing experience. Even of, more like, than, even more than the Colorado Avalanche tickets? Yes. 100%. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So, 
I mean, didn't you, weren't you at a Stanley cup game? Well, yeah. So I, I, I went to round one or first game, second game of round one. And then first game of round two, round three, I couldn't, I was, we were on tour. So we couldn't I go. thought those were ridiculously priced. Uh, I mean, you also have to understand like in 2001, Stanley cup final tickets were $54. Whereas yeah. the cheap, the cheapest nosebleeds highest up was uh, close to at least a thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying, man. So you know, damn, Ed, I never asked this. How much you drop? How much that's you drop for these tickets? I was like, that. I was like, man, it's no wonder I didn't go to the Stanley Cup games. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were wait, expensive. But, and then wait, BTS was more. Damn. Yeah, I, mean, yes. I mean, you know, you know, you know, one ticket was. Ooh, 1500 oh. no. but but that was just that was that was one show and then the second show was uh uh what 300 <laughs> so i spent 1800 on that weekend Damn. while being while being in vegas i mean it, it it's like one of those things where i was just like yeah okay yeah i'll i'll, I'll do it but it's it, it's like the thing where it's like uh i had the opportunity to buy a couple more tickets because i was like oh I, I have a little bit extra money i may as well do it um but then i thought about like ah oh, shit like money flip like flippers they fucking suck i don't want to deal with it i looked at the tickets day of the tickets that i got right next to me were selling for eight thousand dollars holy and shit people were buying them like there was someone that like wait wait, wait. are we talking about the avalanche tickets right now no, I'm talking about BTS. No, we're talking about, Holy BTS. Crap. We're talking about BTS. Are you serious? Eight yeah. grand on the BTS drop. <laughs> Someone, I saw, I saw tickets go up to like twenty-two thousand dollars. Oh my! And gosh, those tickets babe. were gone when I refreshed it, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Someone probably spent wow. twenty-five grand just to be wow. a little bit closer than me. Dang, dang! Yeah. I was like, for hockey, okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> so so did you did you drop money on merch too is this, this like merch and and the show like all of it together? oh those are just tickets oh, those are just tickets <laughs> those are just tickets he had to pay uh, 300 dollars for parking uh, i mean you know 45 dollar uh, vegan hot dog <laughs> don't get your wrong it was worth it uh, it was at it was no, at the radio stadium, cool, so Allegiant cool, Stadium, dude. so with everything. But I'm just yeah, I'm I mean, just it's, it's, it's 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 crazy. It was it was crazy, man, because it was like one of those. It, it's like one of those things where it's like you know, like I have stories to tell people, like uh, you know, like here in Denver, there's a smaller venue or a mid-sized venue called the Octave Theater. Prince played four nights in a row. Oh wow! And I went to all four nights. Oh wow! Uh, wow. Just because I was in that position where I was like. Yeah, okay, I'll buy tickets. They were like what year? Bucks. What year was this? It was what was it? It was like 20, 20, 16, 2016, 2015, something like that. He was wow. he was only playing small venues. And I paid three hundred dollars for each night. So it was like twelve hundred dollars, right? And mm -hmm. previously that was like the most I've ever spent to see on an artist. But that was like one of those experiences. It's like, oh shit. Well, aren't you yeah, know. aren't you glad you did it now though? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad I got to see it. Someone where I'm like, ah oh, man, there's a really sexy man on stage and i'm like oh man <laughs> everyone everyone around me is in a mood and i'm just like i really just wanted to see prince right. uh, but it, it, it's stuff like that where it's just like you know previously that was the most i've ever spent on a single artist or anything else like that to see but but i don't know Prince is pretty badass that, though yeah it, it is pretty badass uh but it's also just kind of seeing like a phenomenon like a global phenomenon in yeah. front of you you're just yeah. like wow okay cool it's a well-oiled machine 
you are literally a business right now and I get to see that business in front of you. And you know what? I'm looking at everyone around me and it's working. So <laughs> good, good, good for you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we really aired it out for the, <laughs> the guilty hey. pleasures. <laughs> hey, just there's, like, yeah. there's no shame. There's no shame. There's no shame here on Coffee and Hardcore. We're, no, there's listen, no shame. Nothing. <laughs> i'm sure that's not what you were expecting when you asked the question no, i was awesome. like it's so rascal good. flats let's go <laughs> you know rascal what flats and bts <laughs> i'm probably gonna go listen to rascal flats now just to like ah oh, dude you don't want to do it <laughs> i keep like i keep listening and like expecting to like hear it to a degree that i'd be like i want to show people this it's really good and then i listen to it and i'm like Oh wow, this is so bad. Why do I like this? And it's you know yeah. what I mean. Well, you grew up on it. Yeah, there's yeah. so many. There's so much music like that for me that I grew up on that I would hate if I heard it now. But it it, it you got a place in your heart, you know. Exactly, exactly. So will know every word. I won't fucking lie. <laughs> but nice. they're like they're weird nice. though, because they were like the like. I don't know, man. They were like the dudes who wore like the rhinestones on their yeah, pants. Yeah, that's what I'm like... saying. <laughs> exactly, dude. Imagine me like, I don't know. I was born in 99. So like. Um... Hey, it's when I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's six years after I graduated. Six damn, years after damn. I graduated. I, yeah. I mean, I know when you said like you were like, I was alive for the Red Wings thing. And I was like. <laughs> Oh. You're like, get out of here. I was like, really? <laughs> I, I was like, <laughs> those people still exist? Uh, no, no, you're good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like that whole time period, I was like, I look back on it, I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking? I was yeah. like, like, you see, like, even like, you don't even need to listen to them. You can just go look at a picture, like the album art on the record, and you'll be like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing about that band was they were decent singers, right? Isn't it like three of them that sing? Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But but dude, I guarantee you they didn't look like that before they went to Nashville or where, wherever they got big. I guarantee right. you like they were just like wearing basketball shorts and like just look like <laughs> normal look like normal dudes and they show up and like their managers like, "Okay, we got to change all of this." Right. Rhinestones, big old gaudy crosses on your t-shirts. Like, I know. <laughs> I just think of it I don't know like even like now I'm like total like I don't think there's a single theme in any of the songs that I would ever relate to anymore like they're like (laughs) whether it be like religious or like anything really with it and I'm just like man but I still belt those lyrics I still fucking know them by heart so bad (laughs) no shame that's it just it actually I was like what yeah surprise Well, that's what, and, and 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 not to move away from BTS either, though. But like, when's the last time that you ever seen a band where they show up and like people faint? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like another beat. It's like another. It's like another Beatles thing. Like, I was. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. Beatles. I thought you were gonna say Beastie Boys. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. The Before Beatles, like, the, okay. no, no, no. The Beatles, like, <laughs> yeah, or Elvis, they, or Elvis. Yeah, they were their huge global phenomenons, and like that kind of stuff happened. And now, like, we're actually seeing that happen on this stage. So mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like New Kids on the Block, didn't people faint for them? Yeah, but I mean, it's been a long time <laughs> since that happened, though. Yeah. I mean, you're talking Nin- like 92, 93, like even before yeah, 91. Yeah, 91. Yeah, 91. Probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, but that's the thing. It's just like for me, like justifying it, it was, it was like really, it was like, oh man, like I really want to see it, but then also, 
like I was thinking to myself, this is probably at that point now where it's probably the easiest to see it, even though like I was in a waiting room to get tickets and everything else like that. But it was wow. It it is kind of like I was more compelled just to really wait. What do you mean? You were in a waiting room? Like oh yeah, so you you yeah you had to be in a like online waiting room, and there was close to when I got for the first tickets in ahead of us. Uh, there were close to like twenty thousand people in front of me. Wow. So you gotta just sit there uh, and wait. Yeah. So you could you had to prepay to get access to buy these tickets, oh, and you were a verified been. member. And before they were, it was a presale. So the presale oh. sold out every single t- ticket. Man. Uh, wow. So it was like it was like one of those the crazy things where I was just like, man, I, I guess I'm really lucky that I actually got to experience it twice. But yeah, in the same cool. sense, it was a, uh, you know, I, I really thought about. It. I'm like, when's the next time you're able to see something like that you know people spend their whole lives trying to go to one super bowl so many true. people try to true. do like yeah. so many different things and i'm like you know what this is probably like the best time to see it because it's like a stadium tour everything else like that but like i don't know when's the next time i i thought to myself when's the next time you're gonna see that so i i just had to do it you know? had to pull the trigger man had to do it yeah man well, dude and and I feel bad for bitching about trying to sit and wait for a vinyl to drop on free sale. <laughs> Dude, you're waiting 20 some thousand before you can get in. Right. Yeah, 20, 20. Ed's patience is unmatched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he came crazy. back from the show. I remember when he flew back from Vegas, they had like these like little like light up joystick kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah, still has them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa, that's cool. Dude, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. like the crazy thing is you you see you have Allegiant Stadium, which I don't know, like again, it's like sold out. And then you see almost everybody. These these army bombs are worth like 60 bucks. Yeah, those so are imagine cool looking. Six, 60 bucks and it, it's like attached to Bluetooth based on your seat. Wow. And it's like, but it's like the whole thing where it's like you see that and then you see like so many people like you see thousands, hundreds of thousands, of, like close to like, you know, tens of thousands of people, maybe a hundred thousand. I don't know how many people fit in there, but you just see uh, a whole sea of them just holding one of those. And I'm just like, damn, bag secure. Cool, yeah. Good for you. Right. You guys probably made like $60 million off these stupid <laughs> right, things. Right. And that was $10. So next but time Moral Law is having a show, we're going to bring those lights and it's going to yes. be a Bluetooth sync up. And you guys are, <laughs> it's going to be a wild time. We're just taking great inspiration from BTS. <laughs> and then you're going to owe money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an investment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, Experience. please return your light-up joysticks at the end of the night. <laughs> we will need those before you leave. We have ten more dates on this tour. Please do not bankrupt us. <laughs> That's great. Is there is there anything you guys want to want to push? Any friends, bands, any merch, any coffee? companies any coffee that you like to drink anything oh that's a good question i mean i'll I'll start with um some of the local bands that we've got that are like actually like you know working really hard we got like mind's eye and mouth for war out here um they're both yeah mind's eye we like yeah yeah they're honestly like all of them as people are awesome and they've been like very support i feel like us three all of our bands start with the letter M, Moral Law, Mind's Eye, and Mouth for War. We all like started around like the same time. And so it's been really cool just to like see all the bands like go and do their own thing. You know what I mean? Like a million mm-hmm. different like uh, opportunities, different labels, different tours and everything and seeing what everybody's been doing. But they've been super consistent and it's been really cool to watch like 
I don't know, like a new era of like Denver and like Colorado Springs hardcore, like grow and come to be mm-hmm. as it is. Um, I mean, there's like a million, million new Denver bands. Um, and yeah. I'm just stoked to be like a part of the scene from here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Coffee wise though. That's a good question. I mean, Ed, Ed's the coffee aficionado, I'd say. Is there uh, anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Uh, I go to Jubilee uh, twice Jubilee. a week. I get a Cortado. Uh, so it's Jubilee Coffee Roasters, really nice people. They still sell a Cortado under $5 with oat milk, which is oh, wow. like, it, it's it's a hard, hard thing uh, to find. Uh, but before that, I'm going to circle back real quick. Uh, shout out to Adam and all the folks at Convulse Records. Uh, Adam, Adam, Chloe, pretty much all the, all those folks. Yeah. We all went to University yeah. of Wyoming together. We used to uh, like everyone used to book shows in Laramie, Wyoming. So like that's why there's like a punk scene up there. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to Adam. What what he's doing for the scene here and yeah, Adam books a it's ton really, of cool shows. It, it's really cool to see that. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, J- uh, Jubilee Coffee Roasters. Those folks are tight. Um, my friends at Procession, uh, excuse me, Procession Coffee and then Queen City. Uh, those mm. are probably like some of my favorite coffees in Denver right now. I think Little Owl, Little Owl too. Little Owl's oh. great too. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I think. Yes. Does everyone drink hype, coffee right? in your band? Does Shane drink coffee? Does James drink coffee? <laughs> I know. I mean, us, us three definitely do. Um, you wake up and you hear Ed grinding coffee beans in the morning every time. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's... Shane drinks fucking monster energy drinks. Like, <laughs> Ooh, like, this dude was uh. like having like caffeine sicknesses on tour. We're like, dude, you gotta stop. He was just like, give me another one. Give me another tangerine zero sugar. You know what I mean? Uh, um, I can't I drink those. Those tear me up, man. Dude, that's what I'm saying. This dude can blow through a case. It was crazy. We got like a free case from Ed's work that he brought, and Shane was just doing doing us a service drinking them honestly and he was just uh, yeah not having a it, good time it, it, it tasted <laughs> like the the monster we got tasted like i mean sorry if we ever get sponsored by monster or whatever but <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it tasted like stale tang and oh boy for, oh. It, it, the, dang that's a, a cooler well we didn't have a cooler so it was he, he drank it warm oh, every oh, night dude, was so it was, it was warm oh. tang that was carbonated and i was just like I was like, ah, oh, oh. man, like those birds. I'd rather just, I'd rather just like go in and get a hot coffee. Like even though it's like ninety degrees outside, I'd rather just stop at a gas station and get a hot coffee, man. Oh, you know what yeah. my hot take is though? I hate hot coffee. I love ice. What really? Anything. I hate the taste. Hate everything about hot coffee. Even in the winter, can't fucking stand it. I'd rather drink a straight cold brew every fucking time. It's the weirdest thing about like my preferences with coffee. Have you talked to your Literally. therapist about that? <laughs> uh, only a handful of times. We're, we're currently doing a behavioral analysis on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think, I mean, everybody like drinks caffeine to some degree. I think everybody else would be down for coffee, but us are the ones who are like super into it to some degree, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we all live together. So then like Xavier, Alex and I, we oh, all wait, 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 wait. You all live together. Yeah. Us three do. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, not the whole band. Um, so not, not the, the whole, whole band. band. Um, but we'll we'll do days where it's just like, all right, let's go for a coffee run. Let's 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 all go get coffees real quick, and then we'll all just come back and just, you know, sit on the couch, all three of us, 
fingers in our belly button watching youtube or some <laughs> shit like that <laughs> just fuck, you know just like three guys just fucking off you know really it, 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 is like a, <laughs> it, it is a beautiful thing where i always tell everyone it's like yeah let's all go get your coffee and then we'll just like go get a coffee and then just come back to the apartment <laughs> just fuck off yeah it's like cool out of the, the day's couch. activity right yeah, we're like, yeah. man what a great day <laughs> yeah that was great all right we're done see you later i do have yeah. a question for you so you two live together yes yeah. me and, you, and then xavier the drummer are you both in your house right now yes yes but in separate rooms. We're in separate yes. rooms because uh, we were <laughs> we were like we we're like all our mics are gonna suck if we don't use ones that are actually attached to us. And I knew if we went in the same room, it would sound horrible. Gotcha. So yeah, it's literally like I wonder if you. I can... That's funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he's, that, he's he's through his, this wall right here. Yeah. Prove it. Knock on. Prove it. Knock on the wall. Let's hear it. Knock on the wall. Okay, here, okay. I'll put my hold mic on. up. Let's see if we can hear it. I hear it. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> isn't that funny i love it yeah. it's great <laughs> yeah that's how it's worked out yeah we've been here since like i don't know february so uh, I, we still like it. each other so yeah no that's awesome you guys are young you're in an amazing band that just put out a phenomenal record and i mean that and Thanks. yeah you guys have yeah. your future ahead of you and i'm so super excited to see what moral law is going to do and i hope you do great things i wish you guys the best in the future i hope you move mountains and we can have you back on the podcast later yeah in life yes, and yeah. catch up with you guys so yeah seriously, we appreciate I mean, yeah. you guys yeah thank you for having us no it's been thank you, fun. Thank you. um you got your guys podcast is always such an entertaining listen to whether it be <laughs> hearing everyone else's guilty pleasures too i'm like oh shit am i really gonna like you know i was like i was like coming in i was like oh i don't know if i'm ready to commit and like really let loose but we'll see we'll see if we get there so no but yeah you guys, you guys are great and thank you for having us on here and showing us the support too and uh listening to what we had to say talking it through with us this has been really fun yeah yeah for sure awesome. yeah is our yeah pleasure thanks Beautiful. for being on guys it's awesome. yeah of course thank you <laughs> all right well do we get new music soon? Or do we, I want to know. Uh, I know you just I know you just dropped this, but you got any like singles or something? No, you know how this works. You know we, how this I, world works, right? No, I know <laughs> that's the thing. We're gonna have to. I mean, we have like songs that like both our guitarists are like bringing in to practice, you know, and like being like, let's do something with this, and like we probably will, like do a single or something like that in the future um, yeah. before we actually like have to commit to like doing another like big release you know what i mean and compiling sure, everything sure. but so as of right now there's nothing written and recorded but it's not super far out of, uh timeline wise is what i'd say yeah but so to those right. moral law fans which is also us there will be more music coming yes 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 we're Beautiful. still we're still working on stuff doing our thing but um yeah next next little while we're just gonna be focused on getting out and playing as many places as we can and like you know meeting people we've known online for the last few years and hopefully yeah. setting yeah. up some cool shows, you know? Yeah. You still got to push this record too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, We're but like, on it. but like I said, you know how the world works. Like we hear a record and for like a week, it's awesome. And then we're like, okay, what's next? Yeah, exactly. It's a very <laughs> fast paced thing. So I know we're like, like, shit, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Yeah. It's, it's All a right. bummer, but it's also kind of cool. Cause it keeps you, it keeps the, your gears moving and it keeps you guys, you know, yeah, motivated yeah. and moving as a band. hundred percent. So, cool. so I got one more. I got one more question. Oh. Sorry, Wiley. One more question no, before no. we go. 
Okay. All right. All right. So moral law, Vanguard, and Earth Crisis. Oh, walk in a room. All walk into a bar. All walk in. Well, not not a bar. <laughs> not a bar. Just walk into all a room. Into a, all walk who into a vegan cafe. First? Yes. Who 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 wins the street fight? The street fight? <laughs> the street fight? Ed's, Ed's, Ed's very scrappy. I can't... I don't know. How many... Earth Crisis has five dudes. I don't know. Earth Crisis has that yeah, like, how old are those dudes strength. now? Yeah, yeah but no, Carl, you know, Carl, yeah. Carl fights dirty. Carl fights dirty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like they, they have like that vegan like dad strength. You know what I mean? They just, yeah. they just seen some shit. And I feel like they just pick me up and like break me like a twig for sure. Um, That's very true. <laughs> they, they, have seen, they have seen some shit for sure. They, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we had some interesting. We've had some interesting times for sure. But I don't know. Being vegan straight edge in the mid '90s and doing as much as they did, I have a feeling they've seen and done it all. And they no, would just no. fucking we, we, whip we, us we just lose. Shape. Yeah. Well, well and Vanguard's and Vanguard's bringing their guns. So yeah, Vanguard's oh, yeah. gonna bring their guns. <laughs> I, think, I think yeah, that's true. I think Vanguard is yeah, Vanguard everybody wins. in Vanguard's carry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's end it there. We gotta get going, y'all. But thank you yeah, so yeah. much. You're good, you're good, you're good. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank appreciate you appreciate it. Thank of you. Of course. Uh, Thank you. Awesome. Hey, listeners, this is Mick Wiley and Steven from the Coffee and Hardcore Podcast, and we just want you to know that Oak and Crow Coffee has some delicious coffee waiting just for you. That's right, Mick. You can get medium roast, dark roast, Murphy's Law, Killer Beans Coffee, Eddie Leeway's Morningwood, Clank Between the Unholy and the Grind Coffee, and the new Agnostic Front Eliminator Dark Roast. Coffee is our business, and dark roast is fine. And many, many more. So much coffee to choose from. Up the Pups, too. Coffee is coming at you. They also did coffee and hardcore coffee. Go check it out at www.oakandcrow.com. Don't forget, Oak and Crow is Mike Judge and Kato Wade approved. This is Jacob from Oak and Crow Coffee, and I approve this message. What's up? We're going to do budget coffee, and we have a budget coffee guest. Our favorite coffee dude from the Finger Lakes who sponsors this podcast, Jacob from Oak and Crow. And there he is. I can see you. (laughs) Yeah, how's it going? Our favorite vegan coffee roaster, Jacob. Right. What's up? What's up, dude? Looking sexy with your hat. Oh. And your yeah. beard. Well, now you can finally see me. <laughs> yeah. I finally have a laptop that I won't drop out every like four seconds on a podcast. So Woo! now I'm going to bug you to bring me on all the time. <laughs> Perfect. It's Well, it's funny because Jacob and I, before this, we were on the phone for maybe like over an hour together, right? I felt like six, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he called, we're talking about this shirt that he's doing, these shirts that he's doing for Oak Crow and a collaboration of sorts stuff. And we just start talking about, he just starts talking about old band stuff. And we start talking about old band stuff. And I start talking about budget coffee. And he's like, I got a budget coffee story. I'm like, all right, come on, come on in. Let's do it. You guys want to get into it? Definitely. Cool. Why don't you go first? Cause uh, Jacob's, story has to do with my coffee okay yeah i mean i'll definitely i'll start it off so I, i'll tell you i was i was gonna pick honeydew donuts because i daily go there and i grab a, a nice coffee but 
now that it's four bucks for an iced coffee, I feel like that is no longer budget friendly coffee. Yeah, so, who wants that for what yeah, coffee? No, four dollars? Four bucks for an iced coffee now. So, Come on, man, I I went with Cumberland Farms, which it's a farmhouse. It's a gas station coffee. It's the New New England area. Um, you have to go in. You got to make it yourself. Oh, nice. Iced hot. It they have two different blends, but it's a buck. Wow, a so, dollar? A dollar. It's still a dollar. And it's a dollar. So I mean it's gas station coffee, but it doesn't suck. It's not great, but it, it you should be their spokesperson. It does the job, man. And <laughs> and, and you know what? If if it disappoints you, it only costs you a buck. So it's a dollar. Whatever. What can you, you buy dollars for- on the floor? <laughs> what can you buy for a dollar these days? Not much. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's right down the street from us. They're, they're everywhere around here. Um, I, I drink it often and, you know, I save some money. So it's, they do have a bold blend as well. Um, it's Arabic coffee. Um, I've even grabbed in like an emergency. I've grabbed a bag of it off the shelf. Um, it does the job. Yeah, <laughs> it. it does. It does the job. It's uh, it, it's awesome. it's good. It's good cheap coffee. So, Cumbies is the spot. Hit it. I love it. <laughs> I love everything you just said. Right? You can't beat that. Jacob, you still there? <laughs> no, I'm here, dude. I'm gonna do mine, okay? And then I want you to tell your story. Yeah. So here's my Definitely. budget coffee. Well, it's from it's from Sweden. So when I look at it, it's spelled Javalia, but it's pronounced, I guess, Yavalia. Um, I think. So it's a house blend, medium roast, ground coffee. A bag of twelve ounce, uh, twelve ounce coffee of theirs on their website runs seven fifty. Which, woo, that's good nowadays, you know. Here in Chicago, though, at like the grocery stores, it's eleven to thirteen dollars because Chicago, you know, gouges everything. Right. But uh, so you know, it says on the packaging, the Swedish are no strangers to coffee. They drink more of it than almost anyone anywhere. That's why in 1853, fellow coffee-loving Swede Thomas Ingle Ingle mm-hmm, decided that if his home country was going to drink so much of it. They better be drinking the best. And so from the small importing business 150 years ago to the States today, we've been crafting coffee the Swedish way by slow <laughs> roasting and snap cooling to bring out the very best of the bean. Goes on to say, all bags of farmers initiative coffee that you purchase, they donate money to projects that support coffee farmers to better their everyday lives. These projects makes changes for coffee farmers in areas of quality of life, equality, sustainable agriculture, gender equality, ending child labor, which is huge, and crop diversity. So that's, that's a mouthful, but that's good stuff to take in. So I'm see, like, I think it's like they're like Folgers, but it's like the Swedish Folgers, but it's so much better. It's good and coffee ethical too yeah you had it before you like it it? yeah it's in the yellow bag right Mm -hmm. all their bags of yellow yeah yeah i've had that stuff my wife my wife gets it sometimes it's it's sir it's good stuff so when my wife oh sorry what was that oh good your wife introduced it to you so one yes so my wife told me we should probably uh start introducing more budget coffee into our lives because uh she looked at our monthly coffee bill and it was outrageous (laughs) 
right? Uh, I agree. But she recommended this coffee, and I, I actually, I really, really do enjoy it. Um, when first sipping it, it has a strong yet inviting bite to it. But when it hits your tongue, it really smooths right out. And I could honestly make this my everyday coffee if I had to. I'll put that in there. Um, and just add, you know, I, I don't know. Actually, with this coffee, I do add a little bit of non-dairy creamer to it. Um, it's no oak and crow, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> but we were used to drinking just coffee as our full time everyday coffee, and you know that's about sixteen to eighteen dollars a bag. So if you're buying Javalia or Yavalia or whatever it's called on their website, you're saving about ten dollars a bag. Crazy. And that way Dang. we can buy more diapers for our son. <laughs> but Jacob, you have a story about Javalia Yavalia <laughs> coffee. Oh man, I haven't, uh, I haven't tasted it or seen it in a long time, decades. When I was a kid, uh, I think the first time I saw them, it was, I might've been 17. So that was like, I don't know, 1935 or something like that. <laughs> it was, no, it was in the eighties. I saw an ad for Jabalia and they're like, Hey, get this four cup coffee brewer and you know do a subscription we'll send you this ground coffee and uh it's only this much per month and it was super cheap and i was like all right i'll do it i didn't know anything and uh <clears throat> i bought it and i was drinking it and it was it did what i needed i was a uh, was bmxer skater punk rocker i was you know hyper all over the place probably because i started drinking coffee when i was like five and uh <laughs> You know, it worked out. It worked in my budget. I think at that point I was working and trying to do 34 community college credits, something like that. So I just needed to stay hyped up all the time. And uh, my budget sucked. Everything I had after gas for the week was my entertainment. So it was usually anywhere between 14 and 20 bucks a week. Fortunately, I played pool. And in the pool hall, I didn't drink. So I would just shoot pool. And if I want to save money, I got better. Anyway, <clears throat> so I was drinking this Chevalier, but it was all dark. It was pre-ground. And when it's pre-ground, it's never going to be fresh. And the coffee maker, uh, I didn't know anything about it. So who knows what the brew temperature was, what the you know, the plate holding temperature was, um, it worked fine. I have no idea how they are now, but they definitely sucked me in and I had no idea they were still a company, but good for them. Um, their marketing got them, you know, stepping up and I'm kind of curious. I'm also curious though, if they're selling their retail bags for about eight bucks, what they're paying for it as somebody who's a green coffee buyer and i know the prices of things uh are you saying I'm they're lying little... no i'm not saying they're lying i'm just wondering what the quality is and you know what i'm not saying they're lying i'm just really curious about their business plan and also shame on you buying dollar gas station coffee <laughs> <laughs> you already here, but, folks. Uh, 
<laughs> but no, no, I under, I understand. But hey, I'm drinking Javalia right now. You you know you have a couple collaborations with me, and I'll just keep you in coffee. You don't have to do that. See, right? you told me that. So he told me this. He said he's gonna send me free coffee, and I was like, dude, I would never ask you to do that. And you said I wouldn't want you to ask me to do that, but I'm gonna do it. But I don't, I don't understand. Like, I like supporting Oak and Crow. You've sent me free coffee before. Oh, I get it, and I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate when you do send me free coffee, but I don't want to expect it. Fine. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Saying, I mean, I'll never, you know, I won't turn it down if it shows up in the mail. I won't mail it back, but I'm just going to start sending you tea bags, green tea all the time. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? You just put an Oak and Crow sticker on it. Oh, we're, we're actually getting into tea. That's coming oh, up uh, later. Really? Yeah. Hopefully well, by spring, we're going to have a line of tea. Well, that's cool. That's really yeah, cool. We we have all kinds of stuff going on, so it's a uh, it's a. Can process. you talk? Can you talk about the new collaboration with one of the Godfathers of Hardcore? Oh man! So <laughs> uh, it's weird when you have somebody send you an Instagram message, giving you a phone number, and saying, "Hey." call this person. We really need to work something out. And I reluctantly do because it's somebody who has been in my, my earphones and my speakers since the early eighties. And then one day you're leaving work and you check your voicemail and you hear, yo, this is Roger from agnostic front. And you're like, Oh shit. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So after uh, that's true coffee and hardcore merging right there. Right. Yeah. So after some back and forth and some artwork ideas, uh, I'm getting the, you know, the proofs have been approved and I'm getting the, the rolls of labels next week and we roll it out soon. The artwork is sweet. I want to send it to the guys to check it out. The eliminator. Mick, let's hear about your coffee. Oh no. No, I'm here. <laughs> I just wanted to freak you out for a second. <laughs> Done. Dude, I feel so bad. Mick, you should have just cut me off and said, hey, I still have a coffee to do. Shut the F up. No, it's all right, dude. It's all right. It's good to have you on. So it's, it's all right. Always- he wants free coffee too. <laughs> My internet hasn't cut out once. Is that weird or what? That is well, weird. You're- you're going a little like, uh, uh, but yeah, it hasn't cut out completely. Oh no, that's the beer. <laughs> all right. So here's my coffee. We have an Aldi's in my town and, uh, I think everyone does. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know we're if they're about- everywhere or not. <laughs> we're about to open our second one here. That's nice. like saying, that's like saying we have a McDonald's in our town. Oh, Yes. All these wasn't everywhere. everywhere. Then it yes. used to be everywhere. everywhere. It's like God, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, <laughs> we don't have a Target, so there. <laughs> oh, you don't have a Target? No, it's West Virginia. There's like two you, Targets in the whole state. You have an Aldi before Target. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Let me let, let me ask you this. Do you have hmm. a um Starbucks? 
Oh yes, we do. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we got Starbucks. It sucks, but anyway. Yeah, uh, well, it does suck. It does. Suck. <laughs> but I was just trying to like mentally figure out how West Virginia sits in like business marketing. I don't know. Yeah, no. There's there's only two targets in, in the entire state. Because an Alda before Target is weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyways. anyways. Yeah, all right. So, um, I really dig their midnight blend that they have. It's dark roast, and it says. It says it's fair trade, but I'm going to say fair trade. You know what I'm saying? Like, in quotes. You don't, in quotes, because yeah. you don't know, like, if that's legit when you're it, talking about a store like this. Does it have the fair trade USA logo on it? It does. Like the green okay. one you're talking about? Yeah, then then they are. You, you actually have to. There's a lot of steps to get that on the bag. Trust me. Wow. Okay. Well, then they're legit. Yeah. You got to print a st- you got to you got to print a sticker <laughs> off and put it on yourself. <laughs> I I retract my questioning statement when I said fair trade. Um <laughs> fair trade. But yeah, I I dig it quite a bit. It it's it's it is dark. It is dark and earthy. It has a very earthy tone, but not it doesn't taste like dirt. It just, it's it's actually pretty good. I dig it for an everyday coffee. It's great, and here in the great state of West Virginia, it only costs you about six bucks for a bag. Oh so, wow! You yeah. even beat mine. Yeah. See, I don't yeah, know how a- to gauge Stevens because he's paying a dollar for a coffee, but what? Yeah. So that would actually end up being probably more money if it was bagged, right? Yeah, the, I think the bag is. I want to say six ninety nine. Oh, so you beat so, me too! Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if if maybe Steven is just walking by a dude grabbing his cup of coffee like out of his hand on the street and throwing a dollar at him. Yeah. That may what? be it's it. just this there. guy. I, I, thought sound, I thought he was selling Lucy coffees. <laughs> it's probably like four dollars, but I'm just giving him a dollar. Walking away with it. Walking away. <laughs> what is that a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I because I wasn't here. What was the name of your coffee? Is is Cumby? So it's Cumberland Farms. It's a gas station. It's um, okay. It's farmhouse coffee, and uh, it's you have to go in. You can you can make yourself. They do sell bags of it too, but it's a buck. So I get like I can get Massachusetts. So uh, nothing in Mass nothing in Massachusetts is a dollar. Like nothing. Nothing. I mean, I, I can't even get a Reese's cup for a dollar. So I'm I'm from the Hudson Valley in New York, and uh, like our local convenience store was Cumberland Farms. That's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's it's oh, Cumberland Farms. Same one. Okay. Yeah, so they they have all gas. It's all gas station convenience stores all around, um, and they have they they've actually tuned it up because they they advertise the crap out of the coffee stations. Um, you know, they got food and everything now, so they've they've really gone into it pretty pretty big, and put a bunch of funding behind it. Uh, so weird. What else, what else yeah. is weird is Wiley said there is no way I would detect your Boston accent. <laughs> no? <laughs> what? When did I say that? He was like, you would never know. You think he's from, you know, like Wisconsin or something. <laughs> this conversation never happened. <laughs> so is that the is that our coffee chat? I, yeah. I think We're just so. on. <laughs> Boom. Coffee, 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 coffee. That time of the show, review time on some killer hardcore. So I picked Risk, Monologue of yes. Misery. Um, 
Boston hardcore at its best. This thing rips from the beginning oh, it's to the end. Oh yeah. Um, released June twenty fifth of this year. Uh, the vocalist screams just it's just simply amazing. It just fits with the riffs and the breakdown so well. Uh, it's pure awesomeness. I've been lucky to catch them a couple times this summer. Uh, they bring all of it to the table live as well. So definitely, if they come to your town, go check them out. Uh, these guys are full of hardcore passion. They represent the Northeast very well. Um, it's nine songs, 24 minutes of pure fury, racing riffs, grooves. The bass just bangs. The drums just in your face. Screaming vocals. It's all great stuff, and it comes together so well. Uh, the weight, blood from a stone, and triumph through torment are definitely my top three songs. But the whole album is killer, killer. Um, he definitely. I wish I could make you listen to this, but actually, you know what? I can. You you can. I, I get I get to pick a song. You do. So yeah, do. that's that song's gonna be the weight definitely. Uh, this one is for anyone who hasn't heard of Risk. You're checking them out now. I'm taking a minute 58 from your life. And I'm making it better. Trust me. Mwahaha. Here you go. Drop it. Drop it, man. Boom. Tell me, that was a track. Tell, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Wait, can I hold on before? I want to tell you what I think of your review. That honestly was a beautiful review. Thank you. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like I was impressed by that review. I'm like, holy cow. Someone took online classes on how to review a record because that was <laughs> excellent. It was like a very professional. It was. I learned from, <laughs> I learned from the master. Who's the master? <laughs> That's you, sir. No, I'm yes. not the master of, of interview. Or, see, I can't even speak. 
I'm the mastery of tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. Yes, and mastery. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, let's hear what you think of this record. Listen, I, I think this is this album's nonstop brutal. It's just the vocals cut like a machete. The, Ooh, nice. the guitar, the guitar tone to me is a t- I give it a 10 plus. Like wow. I love the guitar tone on this album. Uh, I love, I even love the title of the album monologue of misery. That just, yeah, it's good. It's just real different. Like I, I dig that too. And I, I dug the bass tone as well. Of course I did. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just, I, I was, I was shocked when you sent it to me. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I saw the, the pack, which the, the artwork and everything's cool and all, but I was just like, is this going to be like, another banger or is this going to be like uh, uh, remind know. me of what the artwork looks like again it's all black and white with i think um like all photos of like the their friends and stuff i think yeah yeah it's, stuff. yeah it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool layout and uh i was just like all right all right all right um but yeah the more i listened to it the more i really really dug it i i don't know they're they're very 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 intense and you can tell they're very um i don't want to say dedicated to their scene but like it's just like even their when you go to spotify and you play their stuff and you bring up just one song every single song has a different shot of them playing somewhere and oh you know, yeah and, i noticed that i noticed and, that and i was like i bet that's their you know it just seems like they're very proud of where they're from and they're pushing that boston hardcore thing and you know they just shots of them and their friends and all these shows and it's and even the show shots, just from the Spotify, I'm like, okay, I want to be there. I want to see the intensity and the craziness that would be a show with Risk. So yeah, I I I really dig this album. I, I love it. I'm glad you sent it. So Wiley. Yeah, man. I think this record jams. I really do. I mean right. to me, like listening to it, it has that like classic hardcore guitar riffs, almost like Chromags and Madball, but like with its own flair. That's yeah. just what I got from it. Um, yeah the guitar just makes me it just makes me shake my head like in honestly in approval like like hell yeah we're doing this you know what i mean (laughs) right right (laughs) it's it's like it's really inspiring and great to listen to the guitar player just riff and jam honestly he's just riffing for days like another band I, i don't know i just i don't know it's it just doesn't sound like another band to me like it's got like that other band kind of like hardcore feel but the guitar player like you can tell he's influenced by hardcore bands but he's just i don't know the guitar player really makes this band um the the riffs are heavy and catchy as hell and the drummer doesn't miss a beat either like the drummer is just locked on Mm -hmm. and it makes those guitar and drum pauses sound super huge um and i'm super digging the vocals i like the yelling that you can understand i also love the end of uh, the 47 days spent in hell they had that like eminem dito like it's not so bad part in it it's not so bad it's not so bad <laughs> like that shit just had me cracking up i loved it um the riff is so good in that song also like this nine track album i just feel like it hits so hard and it makes my ears incredibly happy like for real i love the the last song um when the singer comes in and like it, it's actually singing but it's so good i don't know if it's the singer of the band but whoever that is i'm like i want to hear more of that in the record it's it's widely approved for sure my favorite track is blood from a stone because of the heavy and catchy guitar riff it's grand i love it dude this band is unstoppable it's seriously unstoppable 
It's kicking your teeth. Awesome riffing for days. Yeah. Love it. It's great stuff. Yeah. Mick, Very you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Seeing that I have the shortest <laughs> of the albums in this in this list. I I, I brought um Untold Suffering all X, the way untold from Untold Suffering X. Yes, sorry. Yes, <laughs> forgot the X's. All the way from London. They're a London vegan straight edge band. So bring another vegan straight edge band to the to the to the podcast but ah man i i think steven i think you're the one that threw this out there i think maybe i you brought them up or sent them around or something but i could not i could not stop listening to this these three songs i keep listening to them over and over again i absolutely love them i love that the whole album starts with i think uh the beginning of batman like either the cartoon or the or the you know the michael keaton movie i can't tell if that's batman the i know it's, it's the quotes not from batman but is is it's, it it's dc it's dc comics i believe um i i know I, i've seen it on uh one of the places would be batman but, right yeah yeah it's good stuff it's, it just goes from that into this yeah. straight up brutality, which is like my favorite song, Agony Reigns, which is the one we need to play here in a moment. But um, you know me well enough to know that I don't say this word very much, but this album is heavy as fuck and I want more. <laughs> like, I don't know how it's just brutal and mean and heavy. It reminds me of All Out War. It reminds me of Damnation AD. They're freaking heavy and I want more than just three songs i want all the songs and i <laughs> i feel like like you know we we've had vanguard on we've had um uh uh why why am i blanking out uh moral law on and yeah, now we have on this these, show yeah that's right we have moral law on this <laughs> yeah. show and now these guys and i'm and i'm and and I, these guys kind of scare me like they're just heavy and i just want i just want more of it so yeah i i dig it um and we're gonna play Agony Reigns so everybody Let's can do it. enjoy. All right, here it comes. Do it. Shall we begin?
So yeah, I want to know what you thought. Crazy. Who's going to go first? <laughs> Wiley, you I go can, first. I, I, yeah, Wiley, go ahead. You go yeah, first, are you, Wiley. Are you sure? Yes, yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. Go for it. All right, look. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm honestly super surprised that you picked this, Mick. Really? Yeah. You want to know why? Why? You've been picking super interesting stuff that had different influences. And this just seems like straight hardcore, straight edge, and straightforward. For real. Like, I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just one of those, I don't know, you've been throwing out some interesting stuff lately. And this, maybe it's because I expected interesting from you. Right. But I'm going to say something that's very unpopular here on this podcast. It's not my favorite EP you've picked. Really? It's not, even my, it's not even my favorite thing I've ever listened to. Seriously. But with that being I'm said, broken. it's listen, it's not bad. <laughs> the guitars are riffing for days also. It's super catchy, like Steven's pick. But, dude, the vocals lose me. And it's not just the vocals. It's the personality of the band. I, I think the guitarist is super talented. Uh, if it was more than three songs, I honestly don't think I would want to listen to it. Really? Nope. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I would say like From Blood to Fire is my favorite track because it starts out of the gate on 10 and it's a blast to your ears. But right. I think that's the only track I like. Dang. Um, and look, I'm not the best vocalist and my bands are not the best. I get that. Like we do hardcore because it's in our blood and we live for it. I get it. Like, I don't think this band should stop making music or anything. And what's my, it's just my opinion. You know what I mean? I'm one, I'm one dude. But like, they're clearly talented and better musicians than anything I've ever done, but it's just, it's, it doesn't appeal to my ears and it just doesn't hit my brain. Right. Not for me, just my opinion. Well, I think you're, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, you didn't kidding. like the you didn't like the singer from Unruled, and I love. I know. Him, so. I'm just I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just. Kidding. It's just it's just like like I said. I think they're talented as hell. It's just something about it is I don't believe it. All right. Everybody know. can't be the, everybody can't be the same and like the same stuff. That would just be way too boring. Yeah, I honestly. Just, and I think it might be because I'm so used to you recently, the last you know handful of podcasts picking like super interesting stuff that like makes me sit there and like devour it and right like think it over and i'm like is this is he doing this on purpose like no <laughs> no 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 no. like those you send me bands where my first thought is like what is this and then i keep listening and keep listening and it just I, it snaps and i get it and i'm like i get it i get this and i'm used to you like throwing those wrenches in there and you sent this and i'm just like is this for real <laughs> is he real? Does he really? Was this for, like he really likes this? Like, it's cool that you do, and it just threw me for a loop because I'm used to like having to palette all these crazy releases that you send me, and I end up loving them. This one, I I listened to about six or seven times because it's three songs. And I just right. couldn't get into it except for that one track. You know what? You tried mm. to pigeonhole me into a, into a box, and I <laughs> blew right. your box up. You blew it. <laughs> you blew my brain. All right, all right Stephen, are you? Is there some redemption in this review, yeah. or or? Uh, I got you back. Uh, <laughs> not, I'm uh, sorry. So you, I know that's unpopular, but you know. Hey, no, I'd dude. rather be. I'd rather be truthful. 
Right. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I mean, you touched on all of it, you know, that's vegan straight edge from London. It is freaking heavy. Like yeah. the, the tower is so heavy. I definitely, it brings me to contention because okay. that, that contention band, I, I could see these guys going on tour together. Um, there's a, there's a bunch, I feel like a bunch of bands kind of similar like this coming out of that London area. Um, and I think there's, there's a band, uh, I think X repentance X was from yes. that area. Yeah. And they kind of remind me of that too, a little bit. Um, the, I know the first demo came out in 2020, so they definitely get the demo thing down. It's time for a full length. Like, I love it. I agony range is my favorite. Yeah. What was it, this big, one called? This was called something weird, wasn't it? Promo 22. Yeah, yeah. Promo 22. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's there's a lot of thought put into that one <laughs> i'm gonna I get love- death threats from london <laughs> right dude they're gonna send the london mafia after you <laughs> I, def- I definitely un- i understand the pick i think i think it's great stuff um yeah because you nasty. sent it to him <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> All right, gosh. All right. So, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. No, it's all right, dude. It's all right. Poop, 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 poop on the rainbow. That's all right. (laughs) We'll let it slide this time. That's cool. (laughs) I appreciate it, guys. No, I'm just kidding. All right, dude. Wiley, it's your 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 time to shine. Tell us what tell us what you got. So, like always, I pick the best band of the segment. (laughs) My band is Spaced from Buffalo, New York. And the album title might be the coolest album title ever. Spaced Jams. Come on! Released July. No, no takers. Released July of this year. Nine tracks. So Tear It Apart is my jam. Uh, I really dig the melodic and spacey guitars so much. The vocals in this band kick so hard. They seriously do. I'm a huge fan of Spaced. The guitars, the guitar player or the single, I don't know if he double tracks, but it's he's whoever this guitar player is is just rad. The spacey guitars make this band. Probably why they're called spaced. Maybe? I don't know. But all the instruments gel so well together. Musicianship is out of this world. A plus band. Let's drop, tear it apart now.
featured on this podcast. Agree? Great song. I think I, I'll go, I'll jump. <laughs> now Mick's not gonna like mine. No, <laughs> I'll I'm just I'll, kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll jump. I'll jump into this one. So I I, I love that song, and I I love the song "Think I Am" as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I I totally agree with you. The guitarist makes it, but the vocalist brings it to the next level for me. Um, Cause I love her vocals. I think they're, they're super punky, super catchy. It's like, it's killer stuff. Um, ding, 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 ding. And definitely props to the, the space jams um, album pick like that. That was, that's pretty crafty. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's a great pick. They do represent- your chance, do your dance at the space jams. Best thing to come out of Buffalo in a while. Um, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I think it's really good. I can't knock this one. Um, it's great stuff, and I want to hear Mick talk good stuff about it. <laughs> well, here, here, here's my take it to me, it took me, it took me a couple moments to get into it. Um, I think it has like there's this whole sound that's happening now in hardcore and i feel like these guys are there and they're going to take this sound to a whole nother level like i can say like kind of like that 90s vibe no i don't know to me it's it's almost like there's enough groove in the spacey guitars Mm -hmm. to give me a a heavy aggressive turnstile feel uh but also I i can feel that but also like even you know like the band scowl like kind of what they're doing yeah. and where yeah. they're going but it definitely has a california feel where this is more of a east coast feel but it's just like this new tone that's happening right now in in hardcore and i think these guys are the tipping point i think these guys are the ones that are pushing this in in that direction like and and i kind of wrote this down earlier at work it's like when i was listening to it it's, it's like uh hardcore for the kids and when i mean the kids i mean the kids that are in it now like they're not trying to be 90s hardcore. They're not trying to be 2000s hardcore. They're they're just being themselves. Like this is this is where we want to go. This is what we want to do. Like there's homages to other stuff, but it just this is their like that song tear it apart. It's like that to me is like the new sound. It's like the new thing that's in hardcore right now. And that's not a bad thing. That's an awesome thing. I think and I think if these guys are the ones taking it in that direction, then I'm all for it. Like I I dig it. I just it's just I don't know. It's got this feel to it that has, I hear other stuff going on at this time. And I'm like, this is different. Yep. And I dig it. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's like the, it's like, it's like this new tone. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what's, it's the scene right now, I guess. It's, it's cool beans, as the kids say. Cool beans. Cool beans. beans, beans, <laughs> beans. <laughs> no, I dig it. And I love the song Tear It Apart. I love, uh, I even love the song Point of View. I think the one right after it, I dig that one too. Bad Energy is a good song. Your Universe is a good song. I damn, yeah, I dig it. It's Straight groovy. Up. Yeah, there's some there's some groove to this album, and I love the. And then because you sent it, and I was like, "What the hell is that cover I'm looking at?" I was like, "It's kind oh, of creepy balloon face of me." And then. You know, it kicks in, and I'm like, it took me a second to get used to the vocals, and Isn't I love it like the vocals. Like a peeling sticker. Yeah, that's what it looks like, or a balloon. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like a deflated, uh, like a deflated um, 
one of those blue oh no i see it now it's a sticker but i think to me it looked like a, <laughs> to me at the beginning it looked like a smiley face balloon that was deflating i was like okay but no i love it it's a, it's a killer cool take us into the next segment sir boom Ooh. Ooh. bam oh bop bada bop boom pow oh! hey this is mark from melt before you are going to be listening to our new song anger and acceptance off of our upcoming ep which is coming out next month hopefully this month i don't know it comes out when it comes out uh Nelt before has been around since the beginning of the year uh, our tenets are no cussing positive messages only and be happy i don't know friendly nice don't be a jerk um yeah i just really wanted to make music that my son can listen to and get a positive message from and hopefully just be a good person which i think is a good goal for a band so that's what we do we make happy positive music that sounds like angry screaming enjoy Bucket of Blood, which is Chicago, Illinois' top-notch, perfect uh, record store, bookstore. Uh, what what else do you guys sell? Uh, movies. Yeah, uh, movies. 
you know, a little bit of clothing and, and, and right. things like that. But yeah, probably, yeah you, you kind of hit it with primarily the records and the, and the books. And this is my favorite shop. This is the only record shop I support and shop at. True story. In Chicago, at least. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, let's, let's get into this chat. You want to introduce yourself to listeners? Uh, yeah, my name is Grant, and uh, I own Bucket of Blood Books and Records, uh, like Wiley said, here in Chicago. I uh, own and operate it with uh, my wife, Jennifer. Uh, we have one employee, Chris. So if you come by... 99% of the time you'll see one of the three of us or multiples and uh, I feel like this interview can only go downhill from here with that <laughs> introduction but let's go <laughs> so as I sent you these questions before the, the chat you had a little bit of time a little bit to uh, to mull it over but what was your inspiration for starting Bucket of Blood which by the way it's such a rad shop like you guys go attention to detail is crazy in this place and it's like it's almost like to the listeners, it's like stepping into almost like a retro uh, bookshop, but like almost like you think maybe you could get your fortune told in. <laughs> in <laughs> I go for like spooky library vibe. Yeah, uh, I love it. Yeah. Um, well, so Bucket of Blood was actually started by a different guy. His name was Mark. He opened the store in 2010. Uh, fast forward three years, he didn't want to be in the business anymore. I took over from him with, with my, my wife. And... Um, Two years after that, we moved from a very small location in Logan Square to where we're currently sitting right now, which you guys can't see, uh, <laughs> in the Avondale neighborhood in Chicago. Um, and basically, the the store, I didn't augment it too much from, from what it was. I basically sort of built up uh, the parts that I liked more and sort of downgraded some of the parts that I liked less from the original location, uh, went a little bit heavier with... Uh, heavier types of music, uh, more heavy metal, more hardcore. Oh, so they didn't have um, hardcore. There was a little punk. bit. He was more of like a pop punk guy. Okay. Um, so it went a little bit of a so heavier you, direction so music-wise. you made it better. I think so. <laughs> I think so. As being on the Coffee and Hardcore podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's certainly more appropriate for this podcast now. Yeah, and this is where I get all my hardcore records and punk records. But So you have books, you have records, like we said, you have movies, there, you have all new and used ones. Uh, your book collection, I went and checked out the other day I was here. It's amazing. Um, but how did, how did you start growing this? Like, do you welcome people off the street to, to sell stuff? Like, do you, do you go online and find stuff? Like, how did you actually grow this business to have all this really cool stuff that you have? So, uh, again, going back to some of the earlier days of the store and probably up until about maybe six years ago or so, we were almost entirely used books. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was definitely a lot of people bringing stuff in. Um, sometimes it would be going out to, like, uh, picking up large collections from people, um, estate sales, things like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then over the last couple of years, we've, we've sort of uh, shifted towards more of a mix of new and used, like we've done with the records. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of cool vintage books that come in here. Well, even movies now. I thought you only had used, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah movies as well. Well, with the Jurassic um, Park story I told on the last podcast, there I, you I, go. that was brand new. Yeah, part <laughs> of it uh, came about... It was sort of a, a, a two-sided attack. One was wanting to keep up with new releases, uh, which, you know, obviously, if you're just doing used stuff, you're not going to get. There's, there's always sort of a six-month-plus lag time between something coming out mm -hmm. and it trickling down to a second-hand store. And the other thing was just make sure that we had more popular titles on hand all the time. Uh, things that we just couldn't secure enough used copies of. Uh, one of the, the 
the main examples for why we started really doing more of a mixture of new and used was, um, and this was years ago before the, the new film came out, was we just couldn't keep enough copies of Dune on the, on the shelf. Okay. We would get, you know, four or five copies a year because people buy it and, like, it sits yes. on their shelf or they keep it. Uh, so we're like, well, we should just have new copies of this so that if somebody comes in, at least we're not turning them away disappointed. Um, so we started carrying a lot of the, the classics and then a lot of brand new titles. And now it's, it's sort of like what we were doing with the records from the beginning where we're getting those classics, people bringing in used or us, you know, seeking them out uh, somewhere and then uh, balancing that with new releases um, or, you know, in the case of both the, the movies and the records, uh, reissued as sort of those catalog titles. Again, sort of the, the Dune Led Zeppelin uh, level of where we're at like you always got to keep yeah. those in stock well, yeah, well I was going to say like your movies which it's an impressive collection it's it's a lot of like B-horror which is amazing which is hard to find at a, at a store so or like a shop you know so that's really cool thank you <laughs> and uh, it like you don't have a in my opinion you don't really have a lot of super popular it's more like cult classics which is the best like do you, I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that, that was sort of the... Uh, the vision. The, the vision of, from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's, you know, I, I don't want to skew too heavily into... And, and this is something that has changed a lot over the years as we've sort of uh, understood our customers a little bit better and, and, quite frankly, gotten better at running the business, is primarily carrying the things that we like, but not being so narrow-minded as to be like, well, no, I don't like such and such yeah. band or I think that movie's terrible as long as it sort of fits within our purview you know it, it's it's yeah. sort of open because um, terrible can still be good to somebody exactly else. exactly <laughs> like, and, and there are you talk about the movies um there's movies that I I really don't like mm -hmm. but that sell really well here and and you know I I, I don't want to tell somebody that they're wrong for liking them sure I think it's stuff like the trauma movies that are very you know, no. some people really like you them, some them? people really don't like them. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love drama movies. But yeah, I think of, of stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, come on, like Evil Bong. Yeah, well, no, not, right. not that. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. not that. I'm not like a diehard, <laughs> but... like, but I Don't get me wrong, Class of Newcomb High. Yes, Class uh, of Newcomb High. Socks and Avenger, these are, these yeah. are classics. Well, so, I know this is off topic, but or off subject of our notes, but what do you think of they're doing a remake of? Toxic Avenger. Is that going to happen? I'm sure it's going to happen. Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> likes money. Um, yeah. That, that's like, like anything that else, that, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll reserve my judgments until it actually comes out. Uh, horror movies, as we all know, for years and years and decades, have gone through many, many cycles of remakes and reimaginations. And like anything else in life, some of them are good, some of them are bad. I wouldn't draw a you know, line in the sand and say, yeah. I will never watch a remake. Because I've, I've been pleasantly surprised with a lot of horror movie remakes in the last couple of weeks. What'd you think of the Evil Dead? So. I like the Evil Dead remake. I did too. Um, you know, it, it didn't have the DIY ethics of, of the original Sam Raimi film, but right. I think it captured the, the spirit of it uh, and Was took it, advantage of a bigger budget. And, and having, Bruce Campbell had his hand in that too, right? Yep, absolutely. That, that helped it. Absolutely. Yeah, that helped a lot. But, um, so, what do you think is your most popular part of this shop you know it's hard to say um it's it's weird because uh we're, we're very low tech so uh to kind of give you too much background for answering this question we're very low tech 
Uh, we don't have like barcode scanners or anything like that. So to keep track of what we sell during the day, we write down most things, which is uh, for records primarily to either reorder or remove from our Discogs listings, uh, and for books, uh, similar thing to, to determine what we need to reorder. And uh, we, we set out each day with a sheet of paper, line down, line drawn vertically down the middle of it. One side is records, one side is books. And we have those days where the left side column is entirely filled. We have days where those right side column is entirely filled. So it, it, it really changes day by day, which is awesome. Uh, some days it is all books, some days it's all records. I would say the biggest change recently, uh, as far as like popularity, is a lot more people are reading horror fiction. And I don't know if that's uh, everything that's going on in the world type of thing, mm -hmm. or if it's just sort of crossed over into the mainstream, which I chalk up partly to the, the A24 films, things like uh, The Witch, um, The Lighthouse, uh, things uh, Midsummer, things where horror films went beyond big guy hacking teenagers to death sure. to something a little bit more atmospheric, something a little bit more cerebral, yeah. and how that's... Palatable to more people. Exactly, and how that's transitioned some people into reading horror fiction. So we, we've definitely built up our horror section in the last couple of years, uh, focusing a lot on independent publishers, independent authors. That's, uh, that's awesome. That, that's been a yeah. vastly popular section. That's good. That's good to hear. Um... I mean, in my personal opinion, seeing the shop, I think the first time I saw the shop was uh, we drove by it because we used to have practice over in this area, and I was still in October bird of death. So that would have been like seven years ago. Is that around when you first yeah, started? Yeah, yeah. We opened here almost exactly seven years ago. Yeah, because I remember seeing the, the sign painted, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this looks like it's going to be awesome. And here we are today. And here we are. <laughs> But so with that being said, you have grown this shop so much since it started. I would love to know your future plans for this shop. Well, you know, it's difficult with the way that we run the store because we are very hands-on and because people come in here sort of expecting to see uh, what now is a small staff of three, what used to be a staff of two. So I, I think we want to maintain that personal touch. So we're not really looking at opening up another location uh, I certainly wouldn't mind having a maybe a bigger location but maybe that's just the hoarder mentality in me uh, but we're not necessarily looking to like expand and, and take over the city or, or the country or anything like that I think the growth that we're hoping to have here and that we're hoping that people will see is uh, focusing more on doing fun in-store events uh, which we used to do quite a bit of uh, in the you know pre-COVID times yeah. and are hoping to really get back into doing a lot more of that. That's good. Yeah, were you, were you doing shows here even? No, we, we, did. we haven't really, we did one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I thought I saw it. How did that go over? I thought it went pretty well. We're, unfortunately, the uh, layout of the building, we can't really do live music here because we have apartments upstairs, wow. and uh, they didn't complain about the noise levels so much as the vibrations. Um, and, and, you know, it was one of those things that we wanted to do early on, uh, have a little bit less desire to do now just because things have gotten so much busier for us with yeah. sort of the core yeah. things of what we it's do, selling work, the records, yeah. selling the books. Exactly. Putting on a show. We could, probably could have at one point figured out logistically how to dampen the sound and, yeah. and made it work, but ultimately, you know, we're happy to just have people come in and, 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 
buy the things that they want to buy and we you know having the conversations with the people we've still been able to do outside of like actually having bands perform we've done listening parties um whether it was for uh, we did one oh, for the last Iron Maiden album. Yeah, yeah. We did one for the last Metallica album. Did you but listen even, to? What did you think of that last Iron Maiden album? Uh, <laughs> it's you know it's On like <laughs> it's like everything they've released since, and and if I'm being honest, probably including Brave New World. I, it's a little I long. I love Brave. New I love World. Brave New World. Love it. But they're all kind of a little long. Did, uh, that came out in like 2000 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that was my first time seeing Iron Maiden. That's honestly like that. Like I was super into Iron Maiden when I was a kid. And then kind of fell off, and then around 2000, when that record came out, got me back into it. I, I love that record. I, I I will not speak ill of it, but I will say, you know, part of the thing of the transition from the LP era to the CD era is now everything. You know, do, do I need a triple LP from Iron Maiden where all of the songs right. are 16 minutes long? <laughs> maybe not so much. Maybe yeah. maybe trim it down a little bit. Sure. Uh, but but we did. Like I was saying, we, we did listening parties for Iron Man. We did uh, one for the last Metallica record, which I know was several years ago. But we've even done ones with um, some local bands. Uh, Immortal Bird, when their record came out, uh, and the band was here, and, and cranked up the record, played it through a couple times. We did one with uh, Snow Burial, another local heavy metal band. Uh, do they do any, like, answering questions or anything? Or they, They're just kind of here to, like, chat with people and oh, sign records. Uh, cool. We did one for the last Smoking Popes record. Oh, uh, wow. So, you know, we can kind of do that in in a way to still bring people together and still have that kind of interaction without actually having a band playing, which is uh, a little bit more logistically difficult. That makes sense. Um, so do you guys have an online store where people outside of Chicago can support you? Uh, do you remember me saying that we're kind of technologically averse? Yeah, you have Discogs. <laughs> so we right? do have Discogs, yeah. yeah. And actually, uh, there's there's a big link to it on our website, which is bucketoblood.com. Uh, during, uh, we were closed for uh, a little bit longer than, than some Chicago stores uh, during the pandemic. We were basically closed minus doing appointment shopping for about 15 months. And during that time, we tried to maintain a website uh we're one of those stores where you know we have one or two of five thousand different things and it makes it difficult to have stuff out there but we do maintain our discogs uh inventory and then on our website again bucketoblood.com you can find store t-shirts uh we have slip mats kind of store branded things wiley is sporting one of the (laughs) t-shirts right now my favorite shirt by the way no joke product placement i know you can't see it (laughs) it it still counts they can hear it it does. Um, so I always ask this, and I usually love the answers. And a lot of people, they always start by saying, well, I don't really have any guilty. But just, you know, for the sake of the question, indulge me. Um, what is a guilty pleasure record, TV show, movie, or for, for this chat, even book? Well, I don't really have any guilty <laughs> pleasure. Um, no, I mean, I, 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 it's one of those things that I've gone back and forth with uh, over the years. And... I, I would say there's nothing I feel guilty about enjoying. So I'm going to twist that question a little bit okay, into what is something that somebody who kind of knows me would be surprised that I like, which isn't the same as a guilty pleasure, sure. but still has that, that element. Uh, Music-wise, uh, to name one record specifically that I absolutely love that very few people would probably know that I love, uh, a record called Vital Signs by the band Survivor. Oh. So this is after Eye of the Tiger. It's total cheeseball AOR. It sounds like 
uh, two teenagers falling in love on a summer vacation in 1984, and it's uh, it's just cheesy and fun. And I love it. That's crazy. It, was Survivor were they considered like a one-hit wonder band? I think I think most people consider them a one-hit wonder. Just for Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would be hard pressed to name another song that the general public would know. Uh, not being a super fan, except for I do really like this one album. They were on a Starbucks commercial. Uh, do you remember that? I don't remember Where they that. were like, Glenn, 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 Glenn. Glenn's the man. He's going to work. <laughs> I do remember Soon that. I do remember that. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that commercial. Yeah, Every time yeah. I came on, I was like doing the finger guns. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I was going to say, and I told you this as I walked in the shop, and I said, you're not going to care about what I have to say, but I'm going to tell you. Mine is the interrupters. They keep making poppier and poppier <laughs> records, and I keep hating them, but falling in love with them. And I, uh, I even asked you, do you have that record? Like, I do. I used to, when they first came out, I did feel guilty about liking Turnstile. Yeah? Yeah. Because I was like, this feels like something that I shouldn't like. But it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And, it's and just, you know what? Yeah. Time, time has proved to be on the right side of it, and it's okay to like Turnstile. I think it's just because, like, it's so new and different, but not at all. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it very much invites and takes from the 90s, but it's also the things that they put together has never really been done before. Exactly. And yeah. so I think it's like, there's a nostalgia feel to it, to older people, but it's also a turnoff to older people because they're kind of like, well, this isn't hardcore, and this isn't really 90s. Yeah, you know? and it feels like the, the parts that they took were parts from sort of eras and musical genres that were the popular culture has told us not to like. Yeah, you mean like the drum sample stuff and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. But it, it works. So cool. They make it work. They do. Yeah. And live, the drummer even like, d d like plays all those samples, which is really cool. Like that's not just something that, you know, he played and then they went over and put on the record. Like, yeah. he's actually pulling it off, and that's, I, I really love that. Yeah, they're definitely no longer a guilty pleasure. When, <laughs> when I first heard Nonstop Feeling, though, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if I should like this. Yeah, because each song's kind of different, too. Like, yeah. it gives you a different vibe and a different feel. It's almost like a soundtrack record. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> that's why I even bought a copy for Mick. Yeah. Uh, the Coffee and Hardcore. Um, so, one thing I did want to say to, to kind of, outro this chat is you guys are sponsoring up the pups too you're one of the sponsors on it yeah and you know shameless uh plug on that but that's to raise money for no kill shelter called for our friends rescue in new york and we'll be dropping those pre-orders in october uh shipping them in november and i'm going to be bringing a couple of each size here people can which come which is awesome we're looking forward to that yes people can come and buy them and help support the dogs for no kill shelter well, I appreciate you letting me come in this store and have my ADD kick in and go all crazy. <laughs> and I've never seen this back room, so this yeah, is yeah, a, this is a, this is a treat. Another it, part of um, a sort of a relic of the before time, something I hope to bring back in in I, the I, near future. We used to do movie screenings back here and yeah. author readings, and we've got we've got some author events lined up for September, and hoping to get back to doing some movie screenings. We also have some movie screenings. I'm I'm doing my shameless plug. No, now. yeah, you should. We also have some movie screenings coming up. Uh, that I can't really talk about because they haven't been finalized at uh, some very popular, well-established movie theaters here in Chicago. Uh, so be on the lookout for that uh, coming up very soon. And yeah, we're just we're 
the, again, the main thing for us uh, as far as like building right now is getting back to seeing more people in here and getting out and seeing people at yeah. different events. And that's, that's really how we, how we grow as Bucket of Blood. For sure. And that like when we when I asked you the question, uh, what do you guys have for the future? And I was thinking like, this is a great room to do. I didn't know that you did uh, showings in here, but it's great. It reminds me of like, I don't know, like almost like Uncle Fester's like lounge or something. It's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. The last time we used it was actually like two days before we, we closed in 2020. We did uh, we used to do an annual celebration of a funeral. We do a funeral procession type of thing for H.P. Uh, Lovecraft for the anniversary of his death. Oh, nice. So I kind of nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why they still have the coffin. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even see that. That's crazy. This is a great... I know no one can see this, but this room is amazing. It's just... And I have crazy ADD for cool things and ADHD, so it's like... I. It's hard to do this interview, but... Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me interview you, and I appreciate it. Thank you, Wiley. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Bucket of blood. Check them out. All right, it's that time of the show. It's the end. We are done. This is the outro, and this is where we say goofy things and tell you to listen in the next time we're around, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so listen well i i I was just gonna say if you if you haven't done so and you've listened to the podcast and you like it please like us and and follow us on spotify (laughs) go to instagram and and you know interact with us wiley's really good at, at at talking to folks that message us on on uh instagram so yeah you know hang out with us go check out the stuff that we're doing and um you know it just really helps us out when you like you share it gets the message out we get more people's ears and people get to hear more good hardcore and hear from bands that they like so yeah do it yeah well we also have priscilla of youth of today judge bold and saving the best for last shelter yeah coming on mm-hmm. um unfortunately his schedule was insane and <laughs> We've been really? trying to, yeah. <laughs> I think over the group chat, we've been trying to nail uh, Purcelli down for like the last what month and a half. Pretty much, yeah. yes. <laughs> so the only person who's going to be able to make that chat is myself. But yeah. I do have a guest host, Stephen DeFalco from the Frisky Morris podcast. He's actually going to lead it. Oh nice. wow! Yeah, nice. and, and Stephen, for those of you who don't know, he's the one who actually got me into podcasting. So, but um. I'm also doing a chat next month with Mick Lambrew, who does the artwork for Agnostic Front, Murphy's Law, Sub-Zero, Sheer Terror, and did the Make America Hate Again Slapshot uh, album cover from 2018. Mick did a bunch of the two-minute minor stuff. He did the kids record. Um, he's, he does, he's doing the Up the Pups stuff. And I know you all are uh, tired of hearing about that, but dude's super, t- <laughs> <laughs> dude's a super talented artist. So I'm excited to have him on the podcast and, it, and it's a good conversation because i got to be a fly on the wall for that so it was good well, that's true talk about yeah. that yeah no i was i it was one of those things where uh the timing was crazy and it was during when i had to work and steven had to work and you got to do it which was awesome so yeah i got to record it and everything and pop in every once in a while and hear what was going on it was great cool yeah, yeah. I, good, com- I, I good combo 
yeah, good combo. I'm always like really leery about doing them myself because I don't think I'm a strong interviewer, a chatter, whatever. Like when it comes to like rehearse stuff, you know, behind the scenes, we can talk for hours about stuff and tell stories, but I don't know. I feel weird sometimes just doing it by myself. I don't know. This right. this one's very natural. I'll just say that it was good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. We've been lucky. Any- We've been lucky to have some good people on, and we have some good people coming on in the future. So. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, it's you really got, cool stuff. You got someone who you reached out to coming on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna save That's that one. Cool. Though. <laughs> Let's just get out of here, man. <laughs> give me that. Give me that battle royale outro. All right. Here we go. Damn good coffee and hot.